What's up, boys? Fellas? Hello, hello. How's it going? Yep. Boom. Good to oh, see you. Oh, is this what we're doing? Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the camera is. <laughs> that's well, I, 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 I got to say, Pat, that's a very French-sounding song. Like, like, can I is say it? that? Like, the music sounds French. Like, yeah, is that a thing? just missing a big. Or am I just being sacre bleu? Yeah, it's actually uh, streamers from uh, from Twitch. They're on Twitter also called Mojo Risen Jam. They made this song for us a few years back. But we actually have a, this is for Weabs. It was actually for No Reclame au Balotage back then. Uh, but we have a Steve Critical Labs fan. I think his handle is working on a song for Abs and Dabs right now. Can't wait to release oh, cool. that one. Yeah, super nice. Yeah, that could be I'm saying, I noticed when I heard, I'm like, that that has to be a French band. Like, it's it's just, they, has they a, are French. It just has a, has a French sound to it. I remember whenever I was in elementary school, there was this French rock band that would come every year, and we tore that place up. Like, we ripped the roof off of that gym every year. French rock band. I forget what they were called, but awesome. How big were they? How big were they? Yeah. Four people? Uh, a guitar and a bass, drums and a singer. Damn, it's probably just Jean Leloup and his fucking stoner friends. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> anyway, Trey Wilson's a... here, everybody. Habs on film, the hockey writer, Mr. Bicep himself. No introduction needed. Bergy arms, Bergy arms, Bergy arms. <laughs> Classic. He still hasn't uh, arm wrestled me, so I, uh, I don't know. Did you I actually think, try for I that? I think he's scared. Maybe in Nashville, I, buddy. I put a I put a thing out there, and the funny thing was when we we're at the draft of Montreal, he was literally ten feet away from me talking to Al McGinnis. And I looked at Blaine. I said, "Should I go over there and ask him if he wants to arm wrestle?" That would be hilarious. <laughs> we did. did you see I can see the fucking TSN cameras zooming in on you guys too. <laughs> did you guys see the the boys from Abs Fan TV tried to get selfies with Bergy uh, not long ago, and he yeah. refused? categorically refused any picture with anyone wearing abs gear, man. That breaks my heart. Yeah. Breaks my heart, too. Uh, what he did tell him, though, is, you know, I'm past that. I'm with L.A. You know what I mean? Um, personally, I'm like, ah, come on. Who cares? Like, who cares? The, the only thing I didn't like about it is because Montreal was there playing L.A. If it was, like, Bruh. them, like, if they, like, uh, just a random Habs fan meeting him up in Anaheim or something and, like, L.A.'s playing Anaheim, I get that, but... We're there to play your team, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. That, that was the but, one thing that got me. But that could have been a reason, too. Could have been because they were playing Montreal. He's with L.A. now. Maybe he was just like, hey, you know, let's let's separate the two for now. And I like your Chris Tierney jersey you got there, by the way, uh, Brian. Your, your Chris Tierney <laughs> jersey. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Yeah. I get, I'm, I'm going to have myself a Gurianov. I'm going to have myself whoever wears 15, 13. Like, I got quite a few. Twenty, The next 27. I have a Jonathan Drouin laying back there, man. It's actually yeah. a well, I got a. I'll, I'll put it this way. I got a uh, Cot Gemi jersey. I got the uh, Retro Reverse. Not this year's, but the last year's. And yep. as soon as I got it, you know, I for some reason, I just knew he was gone. I got a Weber jersey. I got a Price jersey. This is still my so, favorite, yeah. man. Nothing like it. <laughs> Look at the front. The oh, front is yeah. the best. Yeah. You got the. You got the. Uh, you got enough uh, likes to get that, didn't you? Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't yeah. have paid for that. Uh, <laughs> but I, for Christmas, my wife got me a Jack uh, Jack Eye jersey, which I really nice. want. Nice. And uh, I got a Suzuki, the new retro, like the Wehabs. That's there, the, the one I have. Yep. Suzuki. 
That's the Very one cool. I have behind yeah. there, the Suzuki. Yeah. I think uh, I, I think I'm going Ghoulie next. I think that's Ghoulie, my next one. Ghoulie or Jackai yeah. was my is my next uh, call too, man. Actually, I'm wrong. My retro versus Caulfield, and then I have a Suzuki red one. That's what I have. Yeah. All right. There's a good segue. Long <laughs> long term extension or bridge? What's going to happen with Cole Caulfield? There's no bridge, man. There's I a think bridge. he's getting. I think, I think he's getting. Yeah, I think he's getting eight for eight. I or eight. I personally eight for seven and a half or eight for eight. One or the other. I think if it was going to be that easy, it'd be done already. Yeah, he's he's going to cost um, more than eight for eight. I even if it starts with a nine, I would still give him eight years. I don't think. I don't think. I think his agent is really pushing for a bridge. And now that this injury has happened, I think a bridge is probably smart for both both sides right now. I'd rather have him for 13 years at the end of the day than just eight. So the injury, or, talking problem, about that, was he, in a normal season, we're fighting for a playoff spot. I don't think he's getting that surgery at all. No, he said that. He actually said if yeah. so we're playing for a playoff the spot, injury is he a would non-factor not, uh, for me for the contract. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, but if he's going into a negotiation with 40-plus goals in a season, it is absolutely a factor for the negotiation. Yeah. It's a hundred percent a factor. If he hits oh, his 50, he was on yeah. he was on pace for forty eight goals, forty seven or forty eight goals. Yep. So say he hits fifty, he's asking nine ten million easy. Yeah. Easy. And I I don't I like I'm like life isn't fair, right? So the fact that he is getting the surgery and that it is going to affect the negotiation, it's just facts of life at this point. Life's not fair, think- man. Life's not fair, man. I, I honestly think he's gonna. I, I think it's best for him to get a bridge. I think he's looking for a bridge. As long as you he's don't deliver the UFA, us, like, man. Like Signing for two or three years is gonna cost us fucking twelve millions down the road. I fucking hate it. Oh man. well, if he costs us twelve million down the road, it means he's put up two fifty goal seasons in that in that bridge. So I'm a, fucker. I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I was hoping he would he would settle for a team friendly deal, something close to Suzuki money and 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 term, man. I personally I think, I personally think he's going eight for eight. That's what that I think it's going to be. And I think, uh, I think you're right. I think the whole the bit is they're saying, well, let's see about a bridge deal, see where we can meet. And I think Ken Hughes, I think it's the type of guy he's like, nope, I stick to my guns. This is what I want. You know, we have the control here. You know what I mean? You guys don't. It's uh, it's this or I mean, if it comes push comes to shove, maybe they. They switch things up a bit, but I don't think they should take him to UFA. If they're going to do a bridge deal, you take him to a year before. Oh, that's yeah, that's four years yeah. max with a bridge deal. Yeah. No question about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you take him right um, to the year. He's he's still an yeah. RFA on his last year of his contract, and then you yeah. go. From there. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask you this, yeah. Treg: If it did start with a nine, would you do it for eight years? If he wanted nine point five for eight years, would you do it? Not at nine point five. There's not so, enough evidence. There's there's not enough evidence for me to sit there and say he's worth the same amount of money as uh, as say a. What did Robinson get? What did Robinson get in uh, in Dallas? I, just over eight, I think, didn't he? Yeah. So he's not going to get any more. He's not going to get more than Robinson. He he's a goal scorer, but he's not a point scorer. You understand what right. I'm saying? Oh, seven point seven point seventy five. Yeah, so I don't see when, him getting much more than that. I'm not. I don't, I don't see him going two million over that. Robertson signed eight years. No, here's the thing, guys. He signed seven point seventy five, uh, seventy five as a bridge up until twenty six. 
So oh really? Think it, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's big yeah, money yeah. for a bridge, man. Big money that's for four years. Big money years. for a bridge. It is. It is. So having said that, then oh yeah, maybe if he's gonna go eight, maybe maybe nine, nine and a half. I'd start it with a nine if we can get it for eight years. But at the same time, I'm way way open to a bridge as well. I'm I'm okay with that, as long as you're not delivering them to UFA. Correct. Andrew saying uh, in the chat, uh, play that with potentially higher cap. Not false. Cap's going up. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, yes, we, we do have some money coming off the books next year, but we have a fucking lot of money coming off the books in 26. Yeah. Right? Now, next year, there's going to be $20 million available. Um, that's without prices uh, LTIR. Um, Is there a way that we can move that contract, do you think? I think so. Anyway, well, Arizona's looking to put an all-star team of injured <laughs> people together. So, uh, like the only way that you, the only way that it would uh, that it would help a team competing right now is the same way as like uh, with the Weber and Dadenoff thing, right? So, like, you have to be able, like, it's LTIR is so goddamn weird this way. You have to be able to send out a player and then get yourself under to be even be able to put the person on LTIR, right? Like, so you need to be right. able to be cap compliant and then put price on to LTIR to open Correct. up that space, yes. right? So that's right. tricky. So what they would have to do is find a team that can take his $10 million but be okay. Take his $10 million might take him to the ceiling, right? But then once the season starts, they can use that LTIR right. and get $10 more, dollar, $10 more million worth of players. Right. However, it doesn't give you more cap space. It just gives you a cap window i guess you can work with right right it's weird. It's, it, it's it's weird yeah and, and i don't even think you can put them on ltir until you're at the cap am i am i right in saying this i don't know like, about that but like, i i know that you can put them on they LTIR. wouldn't have weber on ltir in arizona because they're not at the cap ceiling am i right in saying that yes maybe right. i don't know I don't know. Well, I think I think that's how it goes. It's it's so it's so weird, but the benefit of having the cap space over the the LTIR space is exponential. Like the the cap space accrues throughout the year. It's so hard to be a rebuilding team this high up and above the cap. It's like it's handcuffed yeah. us in so many ways this year. Well, I think the good news in, in in that is that the cap is going to burn itself out before we compete again. So I mean, I'm not bothered with the cap right now. It, it's true. Price, by the time we're ready to hit the playoffs and actually compete for a cup again, Price will be gone. His contract will be over. Um, what about you're, absolutely, you're absolutely. Uh, right. I mean Gallagher. Sorry. What about, what about Gallagher, man? Six point five. That's wow. heavy, man. He's gonna play hockey again. <laughs> Fuck. You're really? Gallagher. You're gonna have to listen. I was never a huge, huge Gallagher fan. I liked him. I liked his effort. I liked his whatever. I feel but you, man. <laughs> I thought, I thought six and a half million was way too much. Of course, way too much. And I think he would have signed for less. Pat and I've I've said it all day, every day. We don't have a thing against Gallagher. We like three seven five Gallagher. We don't like <laughs> six point five Gallagher. You know what like, I mean? There's the nuance. That's where it lies. Like right? he's you can't pay him. Bergman signed that contract on pure emotion. Pure oh. emotion. He loved yep. Gallagher. So, you know what, Galley, I'm out in another year. Here's six years at yep. six and a half million dollars. Don't give a shit. You know what, what I mean? mean? Like, and, crazy, man. 
the market's out there. We 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 know what it costs to get rid of six million dollars with one and two years left on your on contracts, right? It's yeah. a first and a prospect. First yeah. It's a first and a prospect. Oh, if they're smart, though, you find a team like I hate bringing Arizona up, but they're they're mm-hmm. the ones to it. You find a team like that who's battling at the cap floor, and you say, "Hey, we yeah. got Gallagher here. He can still give you some hockey. He's not out of it yet." Six and a half million dollars. So you're not only going to get a player that's probably going to play on your third line, but you're going to get a guy who's has scored multiple times, scored thirty goals. Great right? leader, they say. Great he'll, leader. He'll put butts in the seats, <laughs> and he'll put yeah, butts hot. in the seats. It is what it is. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. People will go you to know. watch Gallagher play. Yeah, He's yeah, a pass. Every other team hates him. Here you go, six and a half. But what you know what I mean? You got to find a team that. I don't know. It's it's going to be tough to get rid of his contract. Um, well, for sure. Especially if he's going to be injured all the time. I see yeah. him going LTIR in two years. Yeah. Pretty honest with you. Yeah. In so two if years, it's in two be, years is good. He'll it's a, he'll be Weber. He'll be Weber in price. He'll be. Sort of boils down boils down to with a lot of these contracts. Like people are like I see a lot of chatter. Well, with, and like Pat and I get into this a lot, but it's like, would you do Drouin for another two million? Would you do? Are <laughs> hang we, on, hang on, hang on. We, this is becoming the running gag more than an actual yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. dude. I love bringing or, it back. <laughs> or would you resign Monahan and give him a one year yeah. show me and trade him at? It's like we have so much money on the injury reserve, and we are a rebuilding team. It is worth their weight and gold just just to be out of those contracts as it is. We cannot sign injury-prone players anymore. Like, we've had the most... I know, again, there's a lot of chatter that it's the training staff and this and that, but sometimes it boils down to what kind of players you have in your lineup, Mm -hmm. right? There's a reason why we're always injured. We have players that are prone to injury and players that are prone to missing time. That's what it boils down to. There's the, there's not an organization like the Montreal Canadiens that are going to cheap out on the goddamn doctors and medical staff. Like, I can't stand this narrative when I see it on, on the on I, the I don't blame the, the doctors or training staff. I think that's a bit of a reach. And I say that because people get it. You can, a broken foot's a broken foot. Yeah, that's a busted, it. A busted, yeah. a busted shoulder's a busted shoulder. Now, in the case with Monaghan, he broke his foot, and then, and I'll stand by this, I truly believe he pulled his groin when he came back because he did play. He, he practiced full, had a full practice, uh, you know, with the, the red jersey on and everything. And then the next day he had a therapy. I, I'm positive he pulled his groin. Positive. And groins are a tough thing. They're either bad or they're not. Right? And, and, and the <laughs> groin bone's connected to the hip bone. Hip you know bone, what I mean? Right. That's in the same uh, area. Yeah. Like, so, so, I mean, I, mean I, I don't think it's his hip, but... I mean, like a broken foot to broken foot, Caulfield shoulder. I think, I think this was more of them saying, you know what, the season's lost. Fuck he it. got his twenty. He's got his twenty some odd goals. We know what he can do. Let's 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 not take this any further. You don't right. want it to get any worse. Um, with Jack Eye, he punched a guy in the face and hurt his hurt his shoulder. Like, you know, what, you a trainer or a doctor can't sit there and you know put. <laughs> over the shoulder in place while he's falling so down, hurt, right? You know, like <laughs> sure, uh, no sense, maybe you can blame the athletic therapist that's working on them during their injury. Maybe I don't know, but uh, but also, like we said before, we 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 went online today or went live. Half of these guys would still be fucking playing if we were in the hunt. It's because we have no 
real will to win or real will to lose or anything, really. So these guys are – a lot of these guys would still be playing hockey. And if you you got to take in consideration, too, there's two players of an LTIR all year that's adding up to that man games loss as well. So when you look yeah. at the man games lost, you're going to have 164 based on two, two people at yeah. the end of the year. But then the Coyotes yeah. should beat the league big time. So if we are worse than the Coyotes, it means we're really fucking bad, man, because they have the LTIR bank in the team. But we're not. We have goalie stealing games. Yeah. We can't, I love that. We can't get rid of these damn goalies. Makes me Why is Primo? Why is Primo not playing? I, I, I'll tell you. When we played pickup hockey, we used to just turn the net around when another goalie wouldn't show up. Why can't we do that? That's what they got. Why they got to start why doing? Why can't we that? do that? Fire Kent Hughes. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Kent nice. Hughes is the worst. Gym. He did nothing at the deadline. Absolutely nothing. You know what? I can't wait for one of these names that should have went at the deadline is parceled in the summer for a fucking one C like Dubois. That's what I can't wait for. You know what I mean? Like you'd like, sometimes you keep your quarters in your purse for when you really fucking need them. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have Listen. to trade somebody at the deadline just because it's the deadline. Here, here's what, what I like. I've talked to some people. I don't have any insiders, so don't, don't, I, I know people though. Don't, but, don't but piss don't on us. Have, I don't have any Craig. We I've heard you insider. talk to John Liu. I've I've heard it. <laughs> uh, there were there were offers for Edmondson at the deadline. However, it wasn't what Ken Hughes wanted in a return, and I'm okay with that. Of course. Why make a tra- why make a trade to make a trade? And this was the issue. People were going into the trade deadline saying, "We got to make a trade. We got to make a move. We got to move this guy. We got to move." There was no one asking for Druin. No. And I mean, if they were, it was yeah, we'll give you, you know, a fifth or sixth round pick. Right. And although I will say, I thought Drew was playing his best hockey going into the uh, into the trade deadline, and I still think Drew is one of the better guys on the team since the first of January. Um, so there's no interest there. They got. I thought they got a great return for Dadanov, considering. Yep. And Dadanov has five points in six games since going to Dallas. Yep. Um, Dadanov was a product of he just didn't like being in Montreal. He wasn't. Didn't I don't think he enjoyed being in Montreal. I don't know if it was the system, the city, what it was. And I was saying over and over again, when everyone's saying Dad and I has no value, I said, just be you gotta look at his entire career. He's a twenty goal scorer everywhere. Mm-hmm. Except yep. here. So yep. obviously for sure. it's away. not him. Right. right? It's not him. It, it's where he's at. It's his environment. It's it, you know, he just doesn't want to be here. And so I, I wasn't surprised he got moving. I thought we got a good return. Uh, uh, how do you say his name? Goryanov. Goryanov. He scored again tonight. Um, yeah, rocket. He has a wicked shot. Uh, I, I think he could be a solid 20-goal scorer. I don't see much more than that, maybe 25. And that's perfect. That's fine with me. I love his shot so much that I think Cole Caulfield is more dangerous with him on the ice. So if you put him on the power play that shot on the left-hand side, I think Cole Caulfield is instantly more dangerous. Do you know who else has a really good shot is uh, Yolanin. And if you ever watched any Laval games, uh, you would know because he was similar to Caulfield on Laval's power play. Play over on that left side, and that's what he was. He was just there to wind up and put a rock into that. The problem with him is in the NHL, he doesn't have the confidence that he had in Laval with his shot, and I, I don't know why, but something... What frustrates me on the power play is that you look at Ovechkin just standing there. 
Not even just doesn't move. <laughs> They're playing the power. <laughs> and then we can't make Caulfield get a quality shot. I don't. I, I don't get it. Well, not now. He's injured, obviously. But right before, right? It was but hard to it, set up Caulfield. Well, meanwhile, I blame. I, I drinking. The funny thing I find about Ovechkin is. Why don't teams just go, you know what? Let's play the triangle against the rest of the team and yeah. just have one guy stand no, next to Ovechkin. Absolutely break it down to us. That is, is absolutely yeah, how you, you defend Ovechkin you on the absolutely turn it on uh, as a uh, four-on-three for and you leave mm-hmm. a guy on. Yeah, and, for sure. And yeah, how no Any coach day. has done this yet, I don't. I, maybe there's a rule. Maybe there's an unwritten rule that Ovechkin <laughs> on the power play is not it's allowed book. to be covered. It's the book, Trey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, but yeah. it, I... I I see it every night. And I'm like, just, just put that guy on him. You just, yep. just stand there. Just stand there. He barely doesn't don't move. move. Oh, man, just even if Ovechkin moves, don't move from that spot. Especially, it's 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 fucking Ovechkin. Like it's not your random guy. It's you know, you know that shot's coming, man. Anyway, it's worked for years. I guess we should try that. Just yeah. sit Caulfield there. We'll Static. get there. Montreal will get there. The problem I, is, is we have to fucking drip back behind our own net just to do the slingshot drop pass to get it up there first. So well, uh, now Montreal is not the only team that does the slingshot drop pass. I fucking they, hate it. They dude. could be they could be the only one that does it exclusively one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> I've seen them bobble, seen them bobble the puck at the blue line and then go all the way back to their own fucking end to start that fucking oh, process again. That, oh man, I think I was. They they were doing it against the trap in L.A. Do you remember that? They did it like five times in the first period. It was crazy. <laughs> I, uh, five times in the first I think period. Montreal's power play is looking better than it has all year. They're moving more. They're keeping they're keeping the puck in their zone more. They're not really getting any goals. But um, hey, it, it really flipped. Better. It really flipped when Caulfield got injured too. Like it's sad. Oh, yeah. The mo- the moment our best shooter got off the lineup, bam, it started working. It's it's sad in a way, man. The problem with Caulfield was always this, is he was like Weber. Everyone knew he was getting the puck. Yeah. Everyone knew he was getting the puck. Everyone knew Suzuki was going to get the puck and do everything he could to get it over to to Caulfield. Everyone knew that. So that's how you played it. But then again, everyone knows Ovechkin is going to get that shot, and it still works. Yeah, there you go, man. That's that's my point exactly, dude. Like, fuck. That's what I'm saying. Oh, there's a rule in the NHL you're not allowed to check Ovechkin on the power play. <laughs> you, you just leave him alone. Must be. Fuck yeah. You, you'll get fined. You'll get fined if you, if, you, if you do that. That's just the way it is. Start, it'll start a nuclear war. <laughs> so, guys, I had this question I thought of uh, earlier today watching the game. Like, do you guys feel obliged to watch games because you have projects like podcasts and articles and stuff because it's so hard to watch like it feels like if i didn't have to have a camera in my face about it i probably would skip a few more games (laughs) i even told my wife i even told my wife that i was gonna i was gonna uh put the cable package as a fucking business expense on our taxes next year (laughs) (laughs) go ahead uh, ask matt all it works I don't feel like I need to watch the games. I'll watch the highlights. I'll check online to see the uh, the good plays if I miss the game. And uh, I let Blaine do all the work on our uh, on our podcast. Nice. So I, just, <laughs> I just sit back and uh, you know he asks the questions and like uh, I know Matt's going to watch the games all the time. Uh, I don't get me wrong. I do try to watch as many games as I can and and, and whatever. Um, but I'll be honest. Like and we talked about this before we went on air. Since Caulfield and Jack Eye are gone, 
Sorry the interest just isn't. It's not. It's just. I've, not there I've lost interest too, buddy. I've lost interest right? too. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Although I, I found the last four losses besides this game weren't bad games. They were good games. They kept yep. me engaged. Um, I enjoy watching. Like I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying watching the young guys. Slavkovsky was another reason I watched. I wanted to see how he's going to improve. But I watch Slavkovsky different. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I get roasted on Twitter sometimes about this. Is they are not developing him to score goals. They're developing him with all his stuff away from the puck. And if you're going to sit there and look at his statistics and go, oh, this guy's not going to make it, you got to realize he wasn't playing to score goals. This may sound stupid, but no, no, Marty no, no. St. Louis and Adam Nicholson were working on his off-the-puck stuff or his carrying the puck, keeping his head up. Um, you know, all those other things is what they were working on. It's a defensive game. So... If he's going to concentrate on that on most games, of course it's going to take away from because they already know he can score, they already know he can skate, they already know he can what he can do. Yeah. Now you, you got to work on what you're going to have problems with, and or maybe what this body brings with the game. Like we've got this unique frame in you. Yeah, let's show you how to explo- exploit that a little. Yeah, it's... right. And if you watch the games, he got improved on many things. His skating got better. He started using his body more. He started winning more board battles. Uh, his defensive game got better. And you could tell. So he was developing, not what most people want. Most people wanted to see him put the puck in the net and score two goals a game and get three points and make fancy plays. Um, and that's going to come. That That's going to come. But And maybe they should have done this in Laval. Maybe. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I was never against him going to Laval. I, Did you I, think I he should have went to the World Juniors? He didn't want to go to the World Juniors. He came out. Oh, and is said that, that so? Oh, I didn't. He came. Know. He came out and said that. He said he wanted to stay in Montreal. He says, he, "I'm here with the Montreal Canadians. I want to stay here and work with the Montreal." This Canadians. is my dream, playing in the NHL. I like. Why go go back? Yeah. Right? Like, why take yeah, a step down from here, man? <laughs> he 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 wouldn't have. They he they never approached him about it. But he wouldn't have said no. Of course, if they said, "Hey, do you want to go?" Right. But he said that I didn't. I wanted to be here in Montreal. Good for him. I I, I yeah. love Slavkovsky, but he, the 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 whole fucking Ooh. draft drafting is already getting on my nerves. Like we cannot draft we we cannot draft a good player in the first round. When and, and if we do, people won't fucking let go of it. It's, it's he's already a fucking failure to a lot of people, and that really pisses me off, man. The story's getting old already, and I love the guy. It's, it, oh, fuck, I hate it's the because names. they they want the guy to come out and be a thirty goal scorer in his first season. Right. They they want they want us to draft a guy. They want a Connor Connor Bedard every year. And it's like now people are saying, well, if we don't get Connor Bedard, we're going to be mediocre for ten years. Well, I, news for you, we're not getting Connor Bedard. Sorry, but we're not. I don't. I never thought we would. I never. Nope. Said, uh, yeah. Never bought it. Uh, I you know I saw a tweet one time, and this is like the way I look at it best now. It's like the guy says, I don't want to be in the top or in the bottom five because I want Connor Bedard. He goes, I want to be in the bottom five because I want our guaranteed one C for the fucking foreseeable future. Because there's four of them right in the top there that are just they're they're all franchise players. All of there's the first ten draft picks are going to be top tier elite players. Right. I'll tell you that right now. In this draft, top five are going to be game changers. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, however, Mitchkoff, is he going to go in the top five? He's signed in, he signed in the KHL for four more, four, three more years after this. He that could re-sign in the, 
He could resign in the KHL if he wants. He could get shipped off to go fight in the war. Who knows what's going to happen over in Russia? So there's there's a lot. Now, if I'm Ken Hughes and I'm sitting at six and Mitchkov's still there, I'm probably taking a flyer on him. Yeah, he has that. He has the talent, and you're not oh, going to yeah. be you're not going to be any good for three years anyway. So, uh, I mean, and I I'm mean, not, we. I, I won't be upset if we pass on him because I understand. Cool, but I. I, well, I there's also another pick in that top 15 too, right? Like, so that yeah, sweet the pot a little bit too, right? You can mitigate a little bit of risk taking Mitch Goff by insulating it with a sure bet, right? Well, if you think he's going to drop, then you take someone else with your first pick and hope he drops to your second pick. Wow. Wow. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be cake and icing? Well, I mean, it, it, and it's, and it's possible. It's it is really possible. possible. Yeah. And yeah. it's not because of the player. It's because of the, situation because uh, right. he may never he may never come to the nhl That's he could stay in the case he could stay now he's going to make about the same amount of money because i think with bonuses your elc you can get up to 2.8 million i think and he's making something like 2.9 i think it's the highest the highest player in the khl makes 2.9 so even if he gets paid as the highest player in the khl he's not going to make the money there as he's going to make in the nhl but that's for right. sure but uh um, but I, I'm, I'm with I'm with you on this one, uh, uh, Pat. I'm just tired of the, uh, you know, like yeah. if if they don't succeed immediately, it's it's a bust. Uh, I mean, Cotton Emmy didn't didn't care for the pick, but I had hopes he'd be an okay second line center. Um, he's playing well in Carolina. I still don't think he's a second line center. I think he'll be a third line center. Um, but there's, I don't consider it a failure. Um, they needed a center that year. World, man. Just being they like, needed, playing in the NHL yeah. is, is is incredible talent, and and yeah, for sure, best player, one of the best players in the world. When you the Habs needed a center, that was either him or Logan Cooley, right? Or no, sorry, him and uh, not Logan Cooley, the other guy Arizona picked uh, that was, year. You know, not Logan. Who? It's a. Uh, I forget his name now. I think he went third. He went to Arizona anyway. Um, and they went with Cotton Yemi. And the other guy isn't doing much better than Cotton Yemi is. Right. So, that was a terrible That was a terrible draft. If you go back to that draft, the, the first five picks should all be defensemen. Every single one of them. You're, yeah. you're well, a tech. Kachuk. Kachuk, yeah, Kachuk, yeah. Kachuk could yeah. stay up there. I, I'd have to look up the, the draft. But, uh, Barrett Aiton you're talking but... about, uh, Treg? Who? Barrett Aiton. Hayden? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Hayden, yeah, Barrett Hayden. He was the Hayden. other center that was gonna go, that was supposed to go top three. So five, yeah. they're looking for a center. Was Cotton Emmy a reach? Probably, but if you look at the draft now, was he really a reach? If you wanted a center, yeah, Not really, yeah. Nope. I thought I think that that was where our problem lied a lot of the time too. It's like we had. We had actually a couple, like a, a good centerman in our in our system with um, Dano, and we still had to go out and try and find another uh, center. Like I think that was when we went and picked up Drouet and tried that experiment. Uh, right after shortly after that, yeah. So like our, our just our history at center was shaky to begin with. So for me, it's that pick with like I wanted it too. I wanted to see Kotkaniemi. I've got his sweater. I wanted him to succeed too. But it just seems to follow a trend with Bergevin. He just 
I don't know. I don't know if it's like, uh, I don't know how to put it. Like, I think he finds better defensemen than he finds centermen, if, if that well, makes any sense. He, he played as a defenseman. Fair um, enough. And threw the puck in his own net. I don't know if that has, I, I don't, do you guys I don't know that? if that has anything to do with it. I do. He actually <laughs> threw it in with his glove. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> um, Montreal's always had an issue with centers going way back to Saku Koivu was the last good center. Yeah. Even Koivu on a even Koivu was, on a good team a dominant number was, a two, was a second center. <laughs> yeah. You're right. So when, who's our last truly number one center? Vincent Danfus, Pierre Turgeon? Are we going back that far? I think you have. I mean, Ko- yeah, David Deharnay. Yeah, oh, David Deharnay, dude. The totally. blasphemy, Trey. Oh. The guy, listen, Trey. The guy managed to achieve 37 goals out of Max Pacioretty. The best set no Pacioretty one, has ever played with, ever. No one has since <laughs> or before <laughs> Max Pacioretty scored that many goals. Yep. But how many were in an empty net? All Half of them. Half of it. All the <laughs> Thomas Placanic, I guess. You could go back I love, there. Yeah, Thomas I, Placanic. I would, and, but again, Plecky, he's, he's, he's a, a second center, though. Yeah. Often didn't that's what the, I mean. best, the best wingers, too. Plecky managed a great career with always getting the second best set yeah. of wingers. So that's something. Yeah. Well, well, let's put it to you this way. Let's go even further. Let's talk about Carey Price's tenure as a Montreal Canadian. Never had a player who scored more than 70 points. That's, that's bananas. Crazy. It is. Scott Gomez was entire the career player, I guess. Because he scored, he scored, he scored seventy Max the year Domi that he did. was created. Yeah, it's true. Max Domi, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And has hit seventy point season. Throw back to to Domi's second season with Montreal. Did you love his attitude? Did you foresee the same player you saw like the first the first season he came? No. In? So I think no. Domi is the only responsible person for not being able to ever put up seventy points again. So I think if he brings the right work ethic and and attitude, he's up there, man. He just didn't care. I man. think. I think Domi scored a 70 points, felt comfortable where he's at, and then just played. I agree. I I'm not saying he didn't put 100% in, but I think he just played the way he wanted to play. And Domi has some things going on upstairs too, man. Like he name searches and blocks and fucking does some shit on Twitter. Like it's 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 extensive. He does. Therapy, whether it's therapy for him, like you go to any of his fan bases and like half of their fan base is blocked by fucking Max Domi. Zero, zero fucking evidence out there that he's not Krista. Zero. That is, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, just saying it. Like, hey. Zero That's fucking what, evidence. Hey, Pat gets into the dabs, man, and anybody could be Krista. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, uh, isn't Hockey Night in Canada... We believe so. Yeah, we believe so. <laughs> you're not the only people because you're, you're not the only ones that have said that. You're not the only ones that said hockey night in uh, or much, it, hockey night in Montreal is. I read it. We kind of we kind of stopped uh, caring as much whenever they stopped fucking being like uh, toxic online. So when they when they I, uh, stopped being fucking assholes, we kind of stopped being assholes too. I'll be honest. I don't remember Krista all that much. I do remember the name, but I don't. There was a thing. Uh... There was a thing tied to the Jack Todd thing. Do you remember the Jack Todd thing, where he was? Uh... Which one? Yeah, There's yeah. So many. There was the no, no, the one he... where he had some fucking sex uh, to text with, uh, with 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 a girl online, which was oh, Jack Todd did. 
Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, no, no, he did. Well, I don't think he did. That was the first catfish uh, episode of Christo, uh, for sure. Yeah. Ah. So that's that's when it all started snowballed from there. Yeah. See, once I see those tweets, I just kind of ignore them and stay away from it because I really don't care. So, so that's why uh, we stopped we stopped tweeting about it and healthy. exposing every account yeah. they make because yeah. yeah, we're just helping the cause. I mean, <laughs> it's not personally, I, I Hockey Night Montreal puts a lot of old uh, highlights on, which I kind of like. So I like the account. I don't care what they like. It's like you know, as long as I'm not fucking with people. Care. Exactly. I don't care. Uh, that don't was care. the deal, yeah. right? I yeah. I am here to fuck with people. I don't need anyone else taking away my. Uh... <laughs> there you go, you man. Think... I don't even do that. I don't even really do that anymore. Do you remember I Trig? I, mean, I fucking stopped too, man. When I went, I went on the the wet lady account saying I was it was you behind it, and people oh. said I was for a while. And everyone knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much fucking fun with that. Yeah, this account is ran by Treg Wilson. <laughs> I had so fucking fun doing it, dude. I was laughing my ass off. Interacting awesome. with Treg. Treg saying, nope, not me. Yep, definitely me. <laughs> Actually, people DM'd and asked me if I was. Uh, that's if I said, no, that's not me. It started uh, catching up, and then I had to, to tell Treg, oh, yeah, it's just a joke, dude. Didn't want my ass kicked, right? Just want to get it. I was uh, just fucking around, man. It was a joke. Yeah. Stay calm. <laughs> I was. I was. I was. I was. I was. I don't know if you guys remember Wicked Weber. I was Wicked Weber. That's who I was. That was oh, my ghost. Account. I don't think I remember uh, you under that. I think I do. And, uh, you do? I think I, I, do. I would shit. I would shit talk everything. Good for you. <laughs> and and I know who Evil Bergy was, but I, I'm not going to reveal. Oh it. my god, that's a fucking big one. That was a big yeah, one. I, I know who it is. But I'm not I know that there was a person who literally. Hang on, hang on, Brian! Don't, 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 don't go away from that. Just a second. Wait, hold no, on. No, it's for so, Evil Bergy. Okay, it's yeah, you're going, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, okay, good, cool. There was a person who put out a post about even like anybody who's following or is followed by this fucking Evil Bergy account. I'm blocking. Remember Lemieux? Uh, what's her? Lemieux, Lemieux, or something like that. Mimi, oh, I yeah, 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 Mimi Lemieux oh, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mimi Lemieux, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she blocked everybody who was still following him. That was that was a saga. Man, Twitter was well, awesome. I know. Yeah, I mean, I did Wicked Weber <laughs> just because I did it as a joke, and I would shit talk everything, and you know that. Oh, I have know. a few, man. You don't have to tell me the feeling why. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I have a few of my oh, own. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. If I could remember more than a password, I would have for her accounts, but I can't remember any more than one password, so. And then I got bored of it, and then I got more into the writing and doing the podcast. And I, was, I wanted to be a little bit more serious. I mean, I still get in a few little arguments here and there, but you, I, I, I've oh, learned. I've, I never saw. I've one. learned to. Uh, <laughs> I've learned to. Uh, I mean, even Grant McKay and I even get along now, so that's uh, that's a bonus. Although I'm still blocked. I'm still blocked by uh, uh, what's his face there from uh, the Gazette. Um, Jack Todd, Stu, Stu Cowan, Stu, yeah, yeah, he yeah. still blocked me. Yeah, fucking Larry Mur- Murphy from uh, Mar- uh, you know Marco and fucking uh, yeah, yeah, Murphy's Law. Murphy, Mur- yeah, he fucking blocked me for some reason. What, I been, yeah, dude? I that, that's my first. That's my first media f- uh, mutual follow ever was uh, Murphy's yeah. Law. Then yeah, it was Jack follow- Todd. Yeah, he- I still proud. I, I, I'm, I'm always yeah. afraid of bragging bragging about Jack Todd because. I'm always scared that if I look, he di- doesn't follow me anymore, and that would break my heart every fucking time. So, I have some anxiety right now. Okay, yeah, we're still following each other. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Panic attack, dude. You'll, oh, you'll yeah. still nice. get your sexy DMs. 
You'll still get your sexy DMs, Pat. Don't worry. Just buys yeah. your time, homie. Nice. Jack Todd's way too. He's too political for me, so I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't even know my problem. He's too. He's too political for me. Same with uh, muted forever. So yeah. same with that Ian Kennedy guy there from the uh, the hockey yep. news, the one that that's always right. going on. The the White Knight, I call him. Yeah, um, that's a pretty I good mean, nickname, actually. He he's not wrong on a lot of things he no. says. Like he's not. It's, it's 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 the way he goes about it. I'll tell you, man. If you're an expert, or if, like if you have an opinion on literally everything, you're an expert in nothing, right? Yeah. That's my thing. And like, I'm fine with that, dude. I'm fine. Everything. Average at everything yeah. is perfect yeah, for me, yeah. man. I love well, it. I, you're I, an I expert mean... at suspenders and fucking cabled internet. I love your I love your little room there, though. I feel like I'm at a Touch rave. Me. I feel like like I'm 20 yeah. years old. I'm back at a rave. I'm high on acid. Dude, we can do knowledge. fucking acid for the show. Like, why haven't we put Yeah, I think you can't. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> Brian can, but most of us is fucking province <laughs> supports him now. now. <laughs> I, I don't, I, listen, I don't want to be doing this to the microphone the whole time. Or, uh, <laughs> talking, so. It's, it's, it won't awesome. look good on camera, and it won't look good for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I remember that move. No. Who was it? it? Ian Kennedy will write an article about me. And oh, he's writing about this show right now. You'd believe you me. He's guys <laughs> fucking drafting a tweet so, right now. Here's the thing about Jack yeah. Todd for me, guys. But you remember in 2017, like the last time it was the worst, the worst time, the, like the worst season for the Habs ever before the Kotkaniemi yep. draft. Yep. Jack Todd was being re reasonable as everybody went fucking mad negative on Twitter, and Jack Todd was like, "It'll be fine. Just relax. It's an off season." Uh, doesn't matter how it turned out. I felt like back then he was like refreshing, and that was weird because it was coming from the cynic, the most cynical guy on Twitter, right? So he was the, and the guy most kept... cynical rag that fucking sponsors that kind of shit, right? The Gazette's like, blah, yeah, blah. yeah, wow, yeah. yeah. Now that now that Pat Hickey's gone, there's no one really there. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't mind Stu Cowan. I don't even remember why he blocked me. I probably said something about Bergevin or something. I don't know. I don't know why. Challenged him to an arm wrestle. It was a long time ago, and we almost were on the Tony Marinero show together, and I thought, that's going to be awkward. But uh, I don't think he really remembers who I am now anyway, and I don't even think he remembered that he blocked me. But uh, Brendan Kelly is the guy that I can't, I can't stand him. Like, I, yeah. I met him live at the draft, and even at the draft, I'm like, he, the way he was going on about stuff, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, do you even know what's how, going how, on? How far away from him were, were, you, uh, were you at the draft? Brendan Kelly? I see yeah. him outside. He was outside trying to interview people. Okay, he's true. Sorry. The the real quick. Did he stink? He looks like he'd stink. Brendan Kelly? Tell me, uh, tell me Brendan Kelly so. stinks, please. Come on, he, he doesn't brush it. He, <laughs> all right, he stinks. He smells... He salty. He smells like onions, and he doesn't brush his hair. How's that? Yes, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. I fucking Not bad. Knew it. Did you get... Did you get our sound bites? That would have been a perfect Dude, spot to no drop idea. a sound bite. Oh Pat. my god! Hang on, I'll get something <laughs> else. What about this? Uh, <laughs> one of the old goldies. <laughs> the oldies. Um, but uh, after the draft in Montreal, I met a lot of people that uh, I never, I never met before that were there. Uh, like uh, the hotel I was staying in had a lot of teams staying there, like a lot of uh, uh, the Hamilton Bulldogs were there with their. their cool. I was talking to them in the elevator. Um, we talked about Arbor Jack Eye actually, and uh, wow, I was talking to the GM, 
man. I'm trying. I, I can't think of his name right now. It'll come to me at three in the morning. I'll call you all. Um, <laughs> um, and he uh, he was telling me that Jack I will make the NHL. Guaranteed. He guaranteed me he'd make the NHL. This was in last year's draft. And I was like, oh, that's okay, crazy, yeah, dude. Right. And he said this guy has never wow. been cut from any team he's tried out for. And sure enough, he came man. into. And, I love watching the, the guy fight. I love watching the guy fight. I love watching everything. But the hidden gem that I love about Arbor Jackeye is he creates these lanes to the fucking net. Like he does a sidestep one way or the other way, and he gets pucks to the net. It's not I really you can't like it's a really good skill to have. And he can dance on that blue line. He can yeah. go up and down that blue line with that puck with someone on him and get around that guy. I there is so much to this guy's game that people don't realize. Right. And he, he doesn't fight unnecessarily. I've never seen him get into a fight where you're like, ah, oh, it's the wrong bad time to get into a fight, buddy. It's yeah. usually the other team he, coming after him and not him yes. going after the other team. There was one that he was at the end of a shift. I, 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 I think it was the Delorier fight, to be honest. I, I think he was like he was right at the end of a shift, the end of like almost a two-minute shift. I wish he would have waited for another shift for that one, but I mean, like he held his own. That's a fucking heavyweight yeah. of heavyweights, right? Yeah, and and I, I'm, you know, like uh, I, I like fighting in the game. I'm not one of those guys who wants to see it all the time, um, but I still think it has a place. In the, I'm old school. I still think it has a yeah. place. In the, I I remember the Easter massacre here between Quebec and Montreal. So that's how I'll age myself. I have the DVD behind. We're gonna we're gonna organize a public watch at some point. We're gonna watch these old games <laughs> online with people. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Watch those old games and watch what's not a penalty in those games. No, 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 I remember those games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you can that's... have a guy on your back. Mary Lemieux, I don't know how many times had a guy literally on his back. Yeah. Referee. Yeah. Or hooked okay, with the no, stick. You're good. Like, you're good. But the goalie sucked, but you had, we were dragging three players across yeah. the neutral zone. Yeah. Like I, I bring yeah. that up a lot. You, yeah. Did you yeah. see the pads today? today no? The pads <laughs> today? Yeah, yeah. Today you can lift a stick. You lift a stick and it's slashing. Literally. Yeah. You, you go like this with a stick and it's a slash or a hook. Oh, you yeah. hooked him? No, I lifted yeah. a stick. No, that was a hook. It was too close unless to you're Unless you're Sidney Crosby, and then you can cut some limbs, and that's okay. So, yeah, there's a fucking line, man. There's a fucking line. Remember or you can cut fucking mitted stump. Pow! Or you can throw an elbow like McDavid. Ha. Not get a penalty for that's it. True. Those, the, the two prima donnas went, uh, went at it this like today. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Edmonton played uh, Toronto and Austin, and, and uh, they both scored a goal. Miguel, but, yeah. I noticed uh, Toronto got a lot of penalties once they went down three to one, or got a lot of power plays. That was uh, Shock, that was a shockingly bit, enough. That was thought that was a bit weird. That never right. happens. That never happens. Is, but, there uh, still, is there still a highlight in the game we watch? Like, you watch something tonight. Do you see something that makes you smile, or you're just nah? All, all true to tonight? all the whole game. Yeah, a game like tonight or the last three, four games. I mean, I like. I still like to watch Suzuki do what Suzuki does. Uh, that's the that's the last bright spot for me, honestly. I would like to, I would really, really like to see Montembeau claim that net and keep it for himself. I want them to have found their goalie. That's that's something too. Do you think Suzuki is a number one center? Mm. <sighs> uh, like, Still are we ready young, to get man. some hate? <laughs> What's I, that? I I do, but I do think that there are better options. Does that make sense? 
I think, I think, okay, so, I think he can guys, play guys. that role, but I think there's, I think there's yeah. better options. Is Malkin a first-line center? Yes. Yes. So, okay, but, but he's a second-line center in like his is, career. Is right? so, title a first-line center? Yeah, exactly Same my thing. point. Yes. Exactly my point. I think Suzuki but, has some 200-feet game play that, that challenges a lot of the top centers in the league. Maybe he's not the best at it, one thing, but fuck. But here's my point. We talked about Dayarnay, Placanics, and all these yeah. centers that weren't really first-line centers, right? I think Suzuki is closer to a first-line center than any of them guys were. Uh, however, I do agree. Uh, I think Kirby Dock's going to become a better center. Oh! Fuck, I have a hard time with that one because of the sample. It's so short, man. Suzuki, do you... I know it's easy right but now if, to, to say... But if you want... Besides the, the face-off, besides the face-off, if you watch Kirby Dock, he does more as a center offensively than Nick Suzuki does. But he's got do this. You, he's got wait, this weird guys, confidence with. The do puck. you remember the clutchness of Suzuki in the playoffs, man? I do, I, and I'm not. Oh listen, man, I'm not, it's hard for me to spam. Just this is a good there thing. For, for over this 20 games, 25 games, he's been that good at center. This, and now I'm pushing Suzuki over, who fucking beat Malkin and listen, and uh, Crosby together on a five-on-three in the bubble. You remember that? I remember. Yes, man, it's hard. To me. It's oh man. Kurt, Kirby Doc, when he gets it all together, I think will be a better center than Nick Suzuki. I'm not saying either one of them are going to be above, you know, because like you said, there's different elements to the game. For sure. Suzuki's a better playmaker. Suzuki's a better, he sees the ice better. He's a better visual. But clutch like you said, fuck. Doc has that confidence. <laughs> he can take that center position yeah. And he can work it at both ends of the ice. And I have to say, and he, has, I was, and he has the body. He has the size, and he has the body, and he can skate with for that sure. Side. And I was and very critical of, of I was very critical of uh, Kirby Doc at first because he was sold <clears throat> as being traded as as a big centerman, and we shoved it on a wing, and I was bothered. Like we traded for a centerman, and we got a winger. For me, it's not, it's not the perfect scenario right there. Then he comes back at center, and he fucking owns it. So I have to be honest yeah. and give it to him for sure. For sure, but the sample of saying he's gonna beat Suzuki for me is like, oh my god! I remember playoff Suzuki carrying the whole fucking forwards on his back, man. He was he was the guy I, right there, man. I'm saying let's, I just let's, like what Treg says. There are there's elements to both of their games that they could just fit nicely, and their wingers can be complementary instead of less pairs available to uh, yep. put on line one. If you get those two. Two top lines gelling with chemistry, with size where it's needed, with grit where it's needed, with smarts where it's needed. That's a beautiful thing, boys. You don't yeah. you, like it's not even a one A one B. You don't have to label shit like that. The, okay, the line on, that on, has the chemistry that night is going to be the, your top line, right? Re rewind to Trig's point earlier, okay, man. Is Kirby Doc a real number one in the league, or do we have two solid number twos in our hands right now? I think we have two solid one Bs. Oh, so we they're we're a still need bit, a one a, a bit, right? Oh, they're a little bit better right. than the two, but they're not that number. Now, Pierre Luc Dubois is he your number one center? Now oh, we're boy. talking. Yep, oh, I trade for him this summer. Same. I would trade for him this summer. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll in a secret. I might be writing an article tomorrow about this scenario. Good, but people will read it tomorrow. Here's the thing: everyone's assuming Pierre Luc Dubois wants to come to Montreal. Pierre-Luc Dubois and his agent never said they won at Montreal. They said Montreal was an option, 
that he wants to go to. Right. Never came right out and said only it's, Montreal. Yeah, there's no way, and there's he's also a professional athlete. There's yeah. no way he. It's like it's Montreal or nowhere. So he is, is if he is adamant about not re-signing in Winnipeg, they're going to trade him this summer to the highest right. bidder. So my, what I fear, and Pat and I've talked about this a couple times, our fear is what happens if Winnipeg feels they have to trade him. Their best offer is something that we could have matched easily, and there goes any chance of signing him because he's got to put ink to paper before he plays hockey again, right? So I've seen and. We've talked about it a couple times. We have seen more RFAs extend where they're traded than sign a qualifying offer to wait for their hometown favorite team to send them an offer. Shit. I didn't knock over the bong, boys. <laughs> Rob, Rob said uh, in the chat that uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is the new Le Cavalier. <laughs> so here's it. They all fucking do it. Every free agent does it besides fucking John Tavares who refused to even get the phone call. Remember that one? Every fucking yep. free agent does it. They put Mar Montreal out there because it's a big market. It'll, it'll hype up your fucking market for sure. It works every time. Here's the thing. It ho it hits closer to home when it's fucking Pierre-Luc Dubois than, than when it is whatever fucking Russian. Yeah, I feel like three bona fide yeah. 1C point per game player. Like I, what, what, could you imagine our team if Kirby Doc is our 3C? Think about I think that. Kirby Doc, I think he moves to the wing if he's a 3C. I think Suzuki goes to the wing. Whatever, I, I, yeah, doesn't I doesn't matter to for all the reasons that you said earlier. Yeah. I just I, I yeah. think Kirby Doc has got this. I, I, he's got this unique confidence. I could see Suzuki taking the face off and then switching to the wing, switching yeah. spots with with Doc, just because. Well, Suzuki's not great at the face off, but he's better than Doc is. Yeah. Um, I think Dub that that depends here's on the my chemistry. thing with Dubois. Yeah, go I, ahead. Go ahead. I, I think Dubois does kind of want to come to Montreal. I think if he has the option to go to Montreal, he's going to look that way. I believe it. Um, I don't think, I don't think Montreal should wait till he's a free agent because I nope. think he's going to go to the highest bidder, and uh, I think they need to make a trade now. To make a trade for Pierre Luc Dubois, that means you're giving something up. Oh yes, we've talked and about I this think it's, too. And I think it's going to be one of the defensemen, and I think it's going to be Jordan Harris. I think Jordan well, I think, Harris is going to be wrapped. I think we have the same conclusion, dude. I think Jordan, there's going to be a first-round pick, Jordan Harris and Christian Dvorak. That's who I think the package is going to be. Maybe oh, more. No, no, no. I think, I think Anderson is in there. You want to replace uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois' physical play, you get a big winner that, that can play some body. And but you, I think they, they need a center. They're going to need a center. Um, yeah, do they? They have nothing down they, they here's, here's the thing. We also need to know the direction of the Winnipeg Jets before we can tailor yeah. any offer. Are yeah. they going to try and kick the can down the road a little bit and try and make the playoffs a couple more years, or are they going to blow it up because they're losing? They've got Shifley. a couple of games. Yeah, and uh, Hellebuck as well, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, maybe. Like, again, again, they're headed for a rebuild, but if they trade Dubois for the right package, they could kick the can down the road a little bit, or they could speed up that rebuild. You're right so, completely. Yeah, they have to, And I think I and I'll be I'll I'll come out and say it. I think we have a package for either direction they're headed. I think we can make an offer for either direction. Mm. I think Calgary's well, first round first pick next year is going to be fucking a nice pick as well. Same way that Florida's this pick, you watch Calgary's that next year. 
if if it's next year, not 2025, because there's a huge friggin' uh, yeah, or, yeah, the conditions list was fucking <laughs> conditions like, with Philadelphia, and, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, remember, so, it's crazy. Man. Um, um, but I think you're right. So if they decide, hey, we're still going to go for it, then Anderson's probably in that package. If yeah. they say no, you know what, we're going to rebuild, then you're looking at Dvorak or another prospect or something else, right? Um, and I, I, I like Anderson. I like Anderson. I don't have it, but I don't have an issue trading them if you're going to get better. Nope. I don't have an yeah. issue trading anyone if they're going to. Well, I like Caulfield and Suzuki. I think are the only untouchables. Gooley. Maybe Gooley. Yeah, maybe Gooley's an untouchable Here, for now. Here's the thing, man. I um, know it's stupid, again, but I, again, I, I Jackai for me, man. <laughs> Imagine Jackai trading yeah. him. So you're going to get what kind of return for a guy like Jackai? Never, never what it's worth on the ice in my books. Oh, man. God, you no. The guy. no. No, no, you, you won't, get, get, you won't get value for it. Unfortunately, you got a thirteenth over, overall pick for Romanov. Think about yeah, that. that's true too. Yeah, Jack guy's a better defenseman than Romanov. Romanov doesn't fit anywhere on this roster. Yeah, there's there's a peer pressure of the draft floor, but like the regular market all year long, I don't know if he's worth that much. Right, you but a Dubois I mean? trade happens on the draft floor. Oh man, there yeah. you go. Pull the trigger. Yeah, Pull yeah. the trigger. I'm on it, man. Pull yeah. the fucking trigger yeah. right now. But Brian makes a good point too. It depends on who we're drafting. Yeah. Say, say, if you win the draft, your draft of Bedard, you're not getting Dubois. Or you could trade Nick Suzuki for Pierre Luc Dubois. One year captaincy oh. not happening, one, man. One, one second, boys. No problem, yeah, man. I, I don't think you're doing that either. <laughs> I don't think you're trading Nick Suzuki. However, you get Bedard if you truly believe he's going to be your. Guys, I'll be back in two seconds, okay? Yeah, no problem. Take your time, man. If you truly believe he's going to be your center, right, Bedard, you don't get Dubois. You don't need Dubois. You don't need him. You're right. You're right. It breaks <laughs> Not with heart, Doc though. and Suzuki and Bedard. Now, if you get Fantelli or if you get... Uh... You think about it, Fantelli for Dubois? No, I'm just saying if you get Fantelli, you could still go get Dubois because I think Fantelli's going to end up playing the wing anyway. But uh... Oh, really? And that's, another... and that's another thing. you got these draft guys, right? Um, you got all these draft guys. Who's your go-to? Not all my go-to. Is it McKay? Were, were there? No, I, I, McKay. I think McKay has uh, he has connections. So I don't sit there and balk at whatever McKay says because he's not often wrong. I'm sorry to say it, but he's not. Um. But I go to McCag. I, I go to I go to uh, um, elite prospects because they have all the they list what all the draft guys are doing. Um, the hockey writers they got their draft out. I got to plug them. So for sure, um, understandably. Um, Bob McKenzie. I listen to what, but I take everyone's and I kind of look at the player and say, all right, if all these places and all these people are saying this guy's going fourth. He's probably going third, fourth, or fifth, right? So I mean, Usually, yeah. As of right now, Montreal's what uh, picking sixth. So I think they might pop into the top five. That wouldn't shock me, uh, especially with the way things are going and the 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 uh, the um, um, strength of the schedule they have coming up. Um, Let's say you so, have yeah, something I like. Could... Let's say you have something like the fifth and the eighth pick. Do you try to trade up for like top three? 
No one's going to trade the top three pick, I don't think. No. For two no. top ten, let's say? Fuck, that's insane. No. no. Not, with the, no. not with the players that are available down there or at the top. No. Would I don't you, think it would happens. You, would you trade picks eight and ten, or six and eight for Fantilli? Would you do it? Not a chance. Would you? I mean, the only... I, I, I mean, if, if you I'm... have five and eight, so according to Sportsnet, just because it's the first one that came up, Will Smith and Brandon Yeager are your two guys at five and eight. All right? Or Zachary Benson at six. And I'm, I'm good with all those guys, Montreal picks. Right. No one's given up Bedard, Fentelli, or Leo Carlson for Smith, Benson, or Yeager, or even both of them. I don't think so. That, that's the difference between the top five and the next five. Um, now, Mitchkoff, according to this one, is four. I can see him dropping. Um, but if Montreal, right now, Montreal's sixth, they're sixth and 16th. So you're looking at Oliver Moore, according to this, Oliver Moore and Zach Benson. 16th? Yeah. Florida's, Florida, Florida's four points out of a fucking wild card spot. They just, uh, did they win tonight? I'm not sure. Just a sec, boys. I'll it still was, hear you, but uh, I'm shutting my camera a sec. Just be right back. It was 4-4. Let's see here. Florida has 72 points. They did win today, then. Or no, because uh, Pens have 76, as well as Islanders, right? They have 72 points, which puts them in 16th from the bottom. or Yeah, 16th, 17th overall, 16th from the bottom. And Sorry about that, Drake. Four. I forgot there was 32 teams now. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. And they are four points out of a wild card spot. So they are four so, points out, but they're also, what, eight points out from, you know, the bottom of the league. Or they're also, do 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 it's going to be hell for them to get back into a playoff spot. I think they finish between 14th, 15th, and 16th. You know what I mean? I think they finish around there. Uh, that's that's from the bottom. <clears throat> as long as we know. When's the draft lottery? It's like uh, end of April uh, or something like that, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. Uh, as long, I have a feeling we will know where Montreal picks both picks that day. The NHL draft lottery is July. Oh, no, that's the draft. The lottery's like fucking before the final round of the fucking playoffs. Yeah. May or something like that. End of April, early May. When is it? I think. May 10th. Yeah. No, no, I think twenty-two. It's somewhere. It, it'll be something similar. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, we we should know uh, where we're picking both picks on that day. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Florida's going to make the playoffs. Well, all I know is the draft lottery is after the regular season's over. Um, yeah, it should be a couple rounds into the playoffs. Yeah, and then they'll they they'll do their little little thing, and Montreal will win it, and Batman will act surprised. 
Oh, well, that's, <laughs> not who, that's not who I told you to pick. Hey, man. Um, I, I'd call that even for John Scott. <laughs> Listen, uh, if Montreal can get a top three pick, I'm, I'm jumping over the moon because you're getting Leo. I would say Leo Carlson at three. Yeah. If you can get Leo Carlson. He's going to be a game changer. Um, yeah. So if they get top five, again, they're getting a game changer. Um, top 10, getting a great player. Might not make the NHL the first year, but could be pretty damn close. I mean, plus, yeah. I mean, look, look at the prospect. Look at Riley Kidney. Riley Kidney's killing it. Yeah. Since he got traded. Lane Hudson. Lane Hudson. Wow. I'm, I'm reserving Lane Hudson. I'm reserving oh, really? Lane Hudson. I am not getting overhyped over Lane Hudson. Okay. I'm not. That's and I'll tell you why. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> when, when, I was at the, when I was at the World Junior Championships, I was talking to a lot of guys there, like Prawn Man and uh, buddy from TSN there. Um, I forget his name. Search of the Sea. And they all don't think he's going to make be great in the NHL. They, they think the game's going to be too fast for him. Um, now, he is 5'10 now. So he, he grew three inches since the draft. Adam Fox is only 5'11. Mm-hmm. But Adam Fox is like 180, 190 pounds, and Lane Hudson is still like 160 pounds. Right. Um, so until he, gets a little, until he gets a little beefier, mind you, he can still play, I think, another two years in university. So it's not like you need to rush him. Um, right. But... I'm not saying he's not going to be a great in the NHL. I'm just not – I'm not hyping myself up on Lane Hudson. That, you're that's managing a, disappointment. Nah. That's what you're it, doing. Nah. Not everything translates <laughs> to the NHL. That's, it, it makes right. sense. Right. Um, everything points to him having a great career in the NHL. If you look at other players in his, in his steed and the fact that he is growing and the fact that he is into a – you know, going to be at a, a, an acceptable height for a defenseman. Um, I mean, hey, Victor Mete can play defense at 5'8". <laughs> right? All, all of and, famer. I would Victor rather Mette be you. pleasantly surprised with Lane Hudson than fucking ragingly disappointed. And that's why I'm not, I'm not overhyped. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. him come in and prove me wrong yeah. than come in and me go, oh, another one. Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> Just trying to I, avoid my, Nor- Norlinder all over again, right? I will put my hey. I was in. high on Norlinder. I was high on Norlinder. <coughs> I was too. I I thought Norlinder was going to come in and be a great offensive defenseman. <coughs> turned out to be shit. And his so, cool fucking attitude and composure and depressors, man. He was laid back, smiley as fuck. He was perfect, man. I was waiting for the kid. Yeah. Nah. Actually, I think I think Noah Juleson, if he didn't get hurt, would have had a great NHL career. Yeah. And I will yeah, tell you this, yeah, hell of a young man, too. I met him at our golf course. Fucking yeah. just a nice, nice kid. Yeah, I, I felt bad for him. Those two pucks, of the yeah. things, I think, ruined his career. But <coughs> what can you do? Um, now, I think Joshua Waugh is going to have a good NHL career. I Sean think, Farrell? What, I think, uh, who's that? Sean Farrell? 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 Yeah. yeah. He's, he's tearing it up right now, too. I see. I'm. I reserve myself on these college kids, the NCAA kids. 
And, and I don't know why, but I just find they're hit and miss when they get to the NHL. Fair enough. Um, but I, I can see Farrell having a – I I think when I say Waugh is going to have a good NHL career, I don't think he's going to come out and be a top six 30-goal scorer. I think he's going to be a solid third – a Lekkonen type player. Um, now I met, uh, I met I met Joshua at the airport on my way to the Dominican Republic. He was he was flying home from the World Juniors. My daughter met him. Apparently, they're boyfriend and girlfriend now, according to her. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, we'll make it. We'll make you a T-shirt. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something that I liked about Joshua Law is uh, he was kept. They were, we were waiting to get on the plane. A bunch of the players from the Canada team were coming in and. Uh, one of the women I was with, uh, older woman, wanted to get her picture with him because she goes, oh, my God, that's Joshua Walsh. She's a big hockey fan, loves – I don't know what team she's – I don't think she's Canadian. So anyway, I got a picture with him, talked to him for a little bit. Then I was downstairs having breakfast or in the airport in Halifax having breakfast and behind security, and him and uh, one of the other guys, I forget his name, was sitting at the table. I never noticed. He's the one that came up to me and started talking to me and saying, hey, man, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he recognized me. He, wow. You know, because, well, I, I did a lot of interviews and I was talking to the guys a lot at the World Juniors and, and all this that's kind of awesome, stuff. Dude. Was, yeah, yeah. Yes, and that's seriously. what I like. Like, like, it was like, to me, I was like, oh, hey, like, you know, and picture with him. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And you know, all this kind of stuff. And he said, hey, I hope <laughs> you. You know, when I get to Laval, and I hope to see you when I get here. You know what I mean? And he was very, wow. very nice, very personable, very uh, soft-spoken, and uh, just the way he's playing. And I'm, I'll tell you what, he's going to be a Lekkonen-type player, I think. I think he's going to be a very good two-way forward, probably a third line, a guy that can jump up on that second line if he has to. 20-25 goal scorer in the NHL, maybe 50 points tops. But He was clutch in the World it, Junior, man. He was clutch. And both of them, even the one in the summer, yeah. he was clutching that one as well. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I interviewed Shane Wright about uh, about him and Bedard. They had nothing but good things to say about him. Uh, they just said his vision's really good. He knows how to run a line, he, you know. And uh, I was like, yeah. So I, I really have high hopes for a lot. High to the point where I'm uh, my expectations are, yeah, this is what he's going to be. Now. Now, are you are you willing to learn how to pronounce it? I could see Pat fucking Bri- cringing every No, time. no, no, but Br- Brian <laughs> has put some massive fucking effort to break the the Quebec accent like Joshua Roy. Oh, there you go. Oh shit, dude. All right. Well done, <laughs> sir. Well done. <laughs> sure, I could just like, Yeah, you told like, me that, man. You're like Joshua, well, I could see Pat go. <laughs> I, I, I broke my fucking chair, dude. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> All right, sorry, Joshua Huang. Nice. I'm, I'm not Blaine. I noticed Blaine on our show purposely overpronunciates the French on a French man's name. And uh, well, the name is Wilson, and his name is fucking Pudvay. So there's a reason why Blaine applies. To... <laughs> oh, I know, I know why he does, but I, I kind of giggle every time. I'm, I'm Wilson like, yes, Blaine, just we takes know. away that margin, man. No, you're still bilingual. <laughs> my name, my name's Wilson. Around, I'm like Celtic, so you know, like it's <laughs> nice, you know, fucking Vikings, but uh... invading us slowly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, you people? You people. What do you mean, you people? I'm offended. <laughs> 
Big what? Want to fight about it? <laughs> so, guys, I, I thought of something earlier. Uh, did you hear the the Batman talking about expansion again? So 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 fast, so early. What? Oh, Houston and Atlanta. Those, Atlanta those are the two. again. Yeah. They failed like right, twice dude? already, dude. Right? Oh man, people in Quebec are gonna so, get pretty depressed soon. Well, I'm gonna tell you why Quebec's not gonna get a team. Because the Canadian Canadian money sucks. No, I don't think <laughs> well, not just that. It's because they are NHL's already getting the money from Canadian television, regardless if they put another team in Canada. Because we have what two stations that right. really cover hockey, and they're always going to cover hockey, no yeah. matter what. What the problem with the United States? It's all broken up into markets, right? So this is why they want Atlanta and Houston, and not say Quebec. Is because people in Quebec already market. watch hockey. Yeah, I get it. And they pay to watch hockey. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. There's and nothing, you, there's nothing yeah. you can do to get more out of them. So really, unfortunately, because Quebec is deserves a hockey team. Yeah, I think I think Canada deserves at least two or three more hockey teams. To be honest, I think you're right. Um, I think you can have one on the East Coast and say Halifax or, or, or Moncton. I think you can have a team in uh, in in Saskatchewan. I think you could have another team in, in, in British Columbia. And I think it would be successful. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is there another junior team that steadily brings over 10K people game after game in a junior arena in Canada? Is this a thing? Kelowna. Kelowna does. 10K steady every fucking game, no exception? Kelowna Rockets? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Connor Bedard, his team is because of Bedard. Yeah, okay, fair. But, but I mean, steadily, regardless of trends and, and, and hot players coming in and out, man. The fucking <clears throat> Quebec rapport bring 10K people steadily to the fucking I arena. I see what party. you're saying, though. Oh, my God, man. But Quebec selling out every game is only helping the Quebec Nordiques or whoever the Quebec no, name is going to be. No, I agree. I agree. Right? I agree. And it helps it's it's a shame. And TSN. It's, it's a shame the fucking but, but, bureaucracy is going to take away a market that deserves a fucking it, club. It's sad. It doesn't help the NHL on a whole because if they get – the television rights in Houston and they get the television rights in Atlanta, that's more money. Those for the are two NHL. brand new markets. I think, not, right. Not just adding and, and, on. And I'm just business. doing this from a business. I'm doing this from a business point of view. Cause I would love another team in Quebec. I mean, I'd still be a Habs fan just because I grew up watching TQS, watching the Quebec Nordiques on TQS right before uh, blue new Cause you watch that. Then you had that little hour before the good stuff came on. So this for so, right? J'aime <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel. Emmanuel. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, wow, you know, what a fucking flashback now. That's, and then you, wow. you turn the volume down because you don't want your parents hearing anything. And then if you hear them come out of the bedroom, you turn it to Saturday Night Live. So, you, <laughs> you know, everything's kosher. Oh, it's my child. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they're like, why um, do you have a boner to the fucking news on SNL? No, I, I got the pillow. You got the pillow over here. Yeah. I'm just leaning on my pillow, Mom. Um, That's a lot. Uh... But the thing is with Atlanta, I don't understand Atlanta. I don't because it failed twice, and it's, it'll fail again. Yeah. Like Houston, I get. And Houston, I, I think Houston's going to get a team at some point regardless. I personally don't think Arizona's going to work. Um. I don't think they're going to get the arena in Tempe, and if they don't get that arena, I think they're done. Yeah. Um, however, they do. Austin Matthews going to Arizona will boost. Will will that'll just Gretzky. Arizona will sell out all the time. It'll be like Gretzky going to LA. 
it, it's what it'll be. Like I mean, well, I know Toronto fans and 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 when Matthews goes to Arizona, right? This yeah. Who Matt? That's what I'm saying. Like I know Toronto fans think Matthews going to take a hometown disco to stay in Toronto, but guess what? His hometown's in Arizona, so if he's going to take a discount, it's going to be there. And? Yeah, exactly like when Tavares yeah. came to Toronto, they are going to give the C to the fucking free agent. Where is it, man? To the fucking I free did... agent coming in, man. That's But, how I, 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 the guys, I said to the guys uh, in, via DM, I said, Dubas has gone all in because he knows that Matthews won't resign here and he has to trade him this summer anyway. So, whether he, writing's whether on he the trades wall. him or not, I don't know. Uh, but... Yeah, he's going to have to trade him because he can't lose him for nothing. Can't lose him for nothing. Exactly like John Tavares. I'd love it. You can't even risk him getting injured in the season for nothing. You can't even risk that. You can't even let him lace up the skates. That's too much fucking money, too much value, too much everything. I think they'll have to fire Dubas. They'll have to. Dubas won't trade fucking Matthews. They'll do John Tavares all over again, man. Dubas is in his last year. And here's the thing. Even if Toronto gets past the first round, if they don't make it to the Stanley Cup or at least the conference finals, it's a failure. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. I've been, it is suitcases. It's the, the only reason why we had an extra month of Bergevin or two, three months of Bergevin was because he made it to the finals that year. That's why he didn't get fucking his walking papers before the season started. And, and Dubas is admit, in the exact same, exact same scenario. Exact yeah, same. And, it, and you have to admit... COVID helped Montreal <laughs> make the last two two playoffs. Like, and do you do you agree? You want. Do you agree that uh, the rebuild should have been started and was already underway, and that they it suspended was it already in in order to uh, take the, like Ber- a final Bergie, swing at the COVID was years? Building up from the, where I think he was Bergie for sure. in 2017 tried to start a rebuild in 2017, but since they made the playoffs. Those other two years, they kind of had to... Here's what I think. When Bergie took over in 2013, I think he wanted to burn it all down and start from scratch. Yep. And I don't think Molson wanted him to. I think I Molson think was like, no. Nope. the centennial. I think he wanted them I, to wait until after that's the right. centennial. I think yeah. Molson was like, no, we, we, we need to be a winning team. We need this, we need this. And Bergie had no choice. And I think that's been the case with Montreal for 20 years. They were afraid to do a full rebuild. Because Montreal has to be successful. It has right. to be. Because they're the Montreal Canadiens. Um, and in the salary cap era, you got to do a rebuild. you got to build a team to win a cup. You can't plug it's holes. Well, it's, yeah, it's built around the cut. It's <clears throat> built around the cap. You can't just go out and plug holes yeah. with $13 million. Um, now, yeah. you're not just going to win a cup through a draft. Edmonton and Toronto are clear... Fucking and Buffalo, you could even say, are clear examples of that. Do Colorado However, had to move move their <coughs> name player before they could even take that next step? They weren't doing right. anything just building through the draft either. If you look However, at all the big contenders, they don't have a, a main a main line. There's no, there's not one way to build a winning club. That, that's bingo. A weird. Most of them, but most of them do have a elite to above elite player on their team. Yes. Except St. Louis. St. Louis was the only team that didn't have some type of elite player on their team. So who, who's the elite player in Boston bringing the club, the best club as it right is? Now? Yeah. Right now? Right now, Pasternak. It's... Marchand. Pasternak. Bergeron. Uh, I'd, 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 I'd I even tweeted that... it in the middle of the so... season this year that yeah. 
where we we owe a lot like we we have to question a lot of these things that say that we need these number one picks and whatnot if boston goes on to win the cup because on paper they have about half of what people say you need boston i would say boston is another team that didn't have a top five pick to win the cup because i don't think any of them i don't pasternak was 26 pasternak was uh, right before uh uh julson Right before one of the picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It was yeah. right for and Berge- That's what it was. Yeah, Bergevin wasn't Bergeron. I don't think was in the top five. Marchand wasn't in the top five. The only player um, I can think right now is Taylor Hall. But I mean, but he wasn't there. I mean, like he wasn't there. there. So, yeah. so you could you could say if Boston wins this year, you could say all right, St. Louis and Boston, they may need a top five yeah. pick to win a cup. Um, but you look at out Tampa, Stamkos, Kucherov. But well, we had top you know, ten you have all these... guys. We had a top three going all the way. Well, up. we got two top threes right now. We got two. Top yeah, we do. Threes right... We got three top threes. Doc Druin. Doc, oh, you son of a and, bitch! And, you and, went there. And you went there. Yeah. Oh, but he's not wrong though. But he's okay, not wait, wrong. Wait, wait. Three top let's, five picks. Let's hear Trig on this. How <laughs> low? do you keep Dewey for? Like one million? You keep Dewey for an extra year? Brian, I know you're up in league minimum. I like Druin. I like Druin, but it's done. I think it's over. You you make you make the room for a a, a guy like Yelona to get full time in the NHL. League if you're minimum. in a rebuild, you don't need to bring him back. <laughs> and like, it is God what it is. He's he's now on the list of injury prone players. We need to get away from injury prone players. We need off of LTIR so bad it's not funny. You want to have Harvey Pennard and Yelonen in the Montreal next year, you don't re-sign Druin. Exactly. Because he, he takes up a spot. Even though he'll be injured half the season anyway, that's not the point. The that's point true. is he takes up a spot. So really you're paying a million, a million five for a guy to... Not have a spot. On, God, yeah. Not have a spot. You win this right? one. I, <laughs> I mean, Every I like single Druin. time it's brought up. I always like Druin. Druin was a product of over expectations, and Mark Bergevin pumping him up to be something more than what he was. That's exactly what uh, he not in his career with Tampa Bay did he score more than fifty three points. Right? Yet he came to Montreal, and we're all like, "This is our number one center. This is our our, our French superstar. This is the guy that's going to bring us to the promised land." And everyone bought into it. It's like Pierre Fovier telling guy, everyone man. he's going to fix inflation. <laughs> Everyone's going to buy into it, and it's not going to happen. Uh-oh. I and can, I'm I, we still paying six bucks for milk. Dude, we can expect Rob popping in the chat any minute now. <laughs> it just became political. <laughs> right? I, I'm just saying, like... Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Druin was, Druin was Bergevin's fault. Because Bergeron brought him in as, a, and I'll say this: when Sturgachev was traded, he played four games with Montreal, and he looked okay. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; there was potential there. But I remember, I remember how how big the buzz was at the draft that we got Sturgachev. Who was it? I think it was Oli Yolevi that got picked right before us by the Canucks, and yeah. everybody was like on the floor like they couldn't even believe it that Sergachev dropped to I think what nine? I think that's where we grabbed yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sergachev is like, like like the Caulfield pick. Right? But the the issue with the trade was they traded from a position of weakness, which was mm-hmm. 
the right-hand defenseman in Sergachev uh, to pick up someone that could maybe, maybe could be the next superstar, maybe. Yeah. I didn't like the trade when it happened. I wasn't against Druin. I liked Druin when he was in Montreal. Uh, I think Druin's a great guy. I think he's great for the community, and he does lots for the city of Montreal and for the kids and for the children's hospital, which people don't acknowledge. Um, I think he got a raw deal, and I think it was because Bergeron put him way up here when he should have kept him right about here. And I think think if they didn't put all that expectations and all that pressure on him, I think he would have seen a different player, personally. Back then, I don't think he would have been this 90-point scorer, but... 60, maybe 65 points. Do you remember do, do you remember the summer that Radulov had to re-sign? I remember Drew, I had the exact same amount of points. 54 points that year. And yeah. everybody wanted to give fucking Radulov $8 million, but didn't want to even, like, offer Drew anything, right? And then when, when Bergman said he gave him the same contract, I was like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. That's not true. You didn't want him. Well, I would take $6.5 in Dallas because the stack's free. Over six and a half million in Montreal. Yeah, which and is, let's like, call it, a spade a spade too, man. It's fucking Texas. It's fucking it's Dallas, fucking Texas. It's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, I liked Radulov. I wanted him to stay, but we didn't get him. I don't. Right. I don't listen. I don't. Uh, since Patrick Waga traded, I don't hold too much to one player anymore because I re- this is a business. Yeah. Eventually, your favorite player is going to go, yeah. right? After Patrick Wall was a big Koivu fan, um, he didn't go any. Well, he did go to Anaheim eventually, but his career was already pretty much over then. Um, Carey Price, Carey Price, another big one there. Carey Price, I love Carey Price. Uh, I really, 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 it really rots me that they lost that cup, and yeah. not because of the team, but because I wanted to see Weber and Price get their cup. Because I knew it was their, it was their. I knew it was a lot. You're never going to see that. Again. Yeah, and sure. uh, I think I think that's what bothered me the most about them losing. Even though I didn't think they were going to beat Tampa anyway, uh, I just was like, "Well, I didn't think they were going to beat Toronto, and I didn't think they were going to beat Vegas." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And here they were, and uh, once they lost Game Two, where they were kind of winning the game, but they're or, or controlling the game, but they just couldn't score. That's when I kind of, yeah, I think this is. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is going to go the way we want it to, and I—that's I, what I felt bad for. But I remember watching, and I still love that Vegas series, though. Wow, Lekin or Lekin scoring that goal. Oh man, I remember looking I, at Weber, thinking, "Oh my God, he's playing so good," and he was playing on a fucking broken wrist, dude. Like it's insane. It's insane. Broken <laughs> wrist, has... broken knee, broken foot. Could, uh, I meant the ankle. I meant the ankle. Sorry, sorry. I meant the ankle, guys. Uh, the, the broken ankle. Oh, no, his wrist was all. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, his the wrist, wrist was too. all messed up too. Do you remember the back in ankle? I'd like. Do you guys remember the season before that when Kip Kiprios or whatever it yeah, was yeah, said yeah. that he's he was going to retire? Like, like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he, no, but like he was kind of telling the truth at the time. He just didn't realize what kind of fucking warrior Shea Weber was. But I mean, he was telling the truth. Now that you look back at it, like that he had that injury for the whole fucking year, right? Like that was the truth. Like that's fucking crazy. Weber, uh, I think Weber would have played another year if he thought the team could get back to the Stanley Cup Finals. You think so? Yeah. Warrior man. I I think Price would have too. 
Wow. Because Price's knee, I think Price's knee was just as bad in those playoffs as it was last year. Price had other demons he was dealing with too that well, that's... had to be had to be addressed. They're, they're the same thing yeah. too. Yeah. Like when you when you get all those drugs for your fucking injuries all the time, dude. It kind of yeah, it all slides in, and you don't we don't realize enough how mental health connects into yeah. all those things too, and where. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's easy to just... Alcohol is a yeah. different demon, though, man. Alcohol is different. Yeah. Whenever that comes into play... Yeah, and yeah, I, like, I alcohol remember, and painkillers and fucking sleep pills and because of this and because of that. I think it, this I think it started and, now. This is just... I don't know the truth. I, I think it started with painkillers and then it went to self-medication with alcohol and then then it went from there. And uh, I remember after... I think it was... I think it was the 17th season. I think that was it. Whenever we were... Could have been 18. But I had, I like, I had, I just had, watching Bergevin talk, I just knew there was something wrong with Carey Price. I had a guess at what it was, and it was this. That's what I thought it was back in the day. It wasn't based on much, but I grew up around that kind of thing, so mm. I knew some of the signs to look for. I even reached out to a couple of friends. It's like, I think, I think Carey Price is drinking. That's what I think is going on. And then five years later, it's like, I got DMs the day that it all started rolling out. It's like, man, like, how did you know? It's like, fuck, you'd, you'd like, if you grow up around it, you can see it. You know what I mean? You see, yeah. you see the love of people trying to cover up. I think it was Bergevin who gave it away the most. Like, Bergevin was trying to cover it up and like, the, just the love and the respect that he had for him. I don't know. I just, I, I had a feeling back in the day and based, based on that, it was sad. Yeah. No. And, you know, props for him for getting the help he needed and taking the time yeah. off. And Spencer Knight's now going through the same thing. I think it's similar a similar situation. And yep. uh, I, th I think that's a good thing the league has now. There's a lot of things that Bettman does that I don't like, but I think uh, putting this program out, I oh, think yeah. it's a really, really, really good idea. Man, I could um, think of dozens of names through history that would have, like, and some of them would probably be still alive today if that was an option for them. Yeah. So I think, I like, I agree 100%. I think no, you have I to mean, go back does... and respect Duway going going first, man. Going, hey, listen, I just ain't feeling well right now. We didn't went through the program itself, but he stepped out. He's like, yeah, I can't yep. handle this right now. And I think maybe a year before Price, that might have inspired him a bit. I, I'm, yeah. it's tough. Well, They're I mean, pride yeah. fucking, pride fucking people. Those athletes, right? They did. Yeah, and, and then here's the shitty part of fandom: Druin took shit because he decided to take time right. off for his own. A hundred percent, dude. Price of fucking and he's soft. He's soft and he doesn't want to play. He's scared. No, the man had fucking issues. The man was battling insomnia, right? Because he had what? mental issues. You One know, second, like just... yeah, no problem, man. I'm sorry, but I agree, man. Like I, I, I have OCD. I have high to extreme OCD, so I understand uh, what mental conditions, when high anxiety and mental condition can do, and. It, it really bothered me when I would read stuff on Twitter. I read stuff about Twitter about how he's a quitter and he's scared and he doesn't want to play. No, he's not. He's battling more than you imagine, right? And, agree, and it's all up here. Um, but I, I think what's the best thing to trig on that. He has that character. He doesn't even want to quit on Montreal. He still believes in it. He'd stay his whole fucking life. Getting shit on, I, screamed on, fucking attacked all the. He'd, he'd do it again for five years. He'd go in. He loves I think it. He would, if he was given a contract to stay in Montreal, he would take it. I think so. I, I guarantee he would take it. I think he likes being in Montreal. I think he loves it. You I said mean, it look again. What he uh, I think it's yesterday saying we see the light at the end of the tunnel and I want to be part of it. He just fucking said it like two days ago again. Yeah. 
like he is uh, uh and the, what he does in the community no you never hear about what he does in the community every mm-hmm. charity he's there every charity event he's there uh every hospital visit he's there he goes and visits the hospital on his own he got his own charity that helps the helps the kids hospital in montreal he is there for everything right and nothing chirps do 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 you know, yeah. oh well, what has he done for us lately? And they, oh, he hasn't scored a goal in over two years. The man was on a twelve point, uh, a nine point and twelve game stretch, but because they were all assists, good enough. It, it did because it was all assists. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Did you? you know it. You know you need an assist. You need a goal to get an assist, right? Like, I t- I said I sent a tweet out, Craig, and I said uh, Josh uh, Jonathan Drouet is quietly racking up points right now, and then fucking. Pat's like, yeah, but no goals. I'm like, yeah, that's how it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> goals make Jeez, noise, man. man. Goals make noise. <laughs> you know, like... I'm upset at people. Drouin's yeah. been mis-fucking... Yeah, he's been bullied in this fucking market big time. But, and and he's still wanting to stay in it. So props... You know what? If they offered him league minimum, sure, take it. Yeah, I fucking won, bro. You take that. <laughs> Take that, man. However, <laughs> I, 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 think, I, think it, I think it would be a bad move for the organization. But anyway, league minimum. You go. You're blocking it's only, someone because Drake's a fucking bleeding heart. That's why. I just, I just like Druin. I like Druin. I like. Yeah, him. I know you do. Yeah, you can. Back, back in the days yeah. Uh, yeah. when the Rangers eliminated us after they fucking killed uh, Kreider, killed Price, right? And I think it's what 2014, is it? Something like that, six. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's fourteen. Uh, yeah, I tweeted right after that elimination f- for the Habs future. Something like for the Habs future, I just plug my fingers and my fucking ears until we get Jonathan Drouin. And that same fucking summer, they got him. So you gotta mm-hmm. know, I love the guy, man. I, I asked for him, and Bergevin gave it to me, man. Like, I, I, <laughs> it's insane, man. I, uh, I mean, like I said, I don't attach myself too much to any one player. But I like Druin. I like what he's done in Montreal. I think he's gotten a bad rap. I think he's gotten, uh, you know, he was never going to be the player that he was propped up to be. And uh, I never had expectations that he would be. And I think that's why I was able to appreciate what he did do. I think he's an excellent playmaker. I think he's, he, he has good vision in the offensive zone. Um, and I think he tries out there. A lot of people say he doesn't, but I, I think he does. He does? Um, I know think- he's not great. It's not great defensively, but he tries. He tries. He does back check a lot. When Drouet has fucking chemistry with somebody, he has chemistry with them too. Anderson and, uh, Anderson Anderson and Kakanyemi. Oh my they god. Chemistry, man. They that did. line worked early this season. They tried it, right? Kakanyemi, Drouet, yeah. and Anderson. It was sparkling. The big bodies laying. Bam, bam, boom, boom, pop, pop. Pucks flying around. It was beautiful. beautiful. I remember. Drouet and Anderson used to do that, uh, like the slot shot ice the puck, and Anderson would just get there before the defenseman would. Uh, they did that four or five times. But at I, the told, beginning of the I told you that that I believe that the creative fucking concepts of Martin Saint Louis don't function with a guy like fucking Anderson that sprints to the fucking neutral and goes to the net. Where Martin's like, feel free to play the puck at the blue, and you can't always be creative. Sometimes you just gotta you got to push through, man. Yeah, you got to push. Listen, you got. He's having his best season in Mon- Anderson's having his best season in Montreal this year. He's going to score twenty four goals, and he deserves it. <laughs> so I mean, I see what you're saying, a, but that's more the chirping that I can't stand at the trade deadline. Why didn't we trade Anderson? He's not going. He like if he scored oh, eighteen goals, 
Yeah, but if he scored 18 goals before the trade deadline, and at the end of the year he's got 25 goals, is he worth more at the trade deadline, or is he worth more in the draft floor? Is he worth more having scored 18, or is he worth more having scored 25? I gotta say, you gotta respect Hughes for not pulling the trigger. That's holding on. He's going to be worth more than draft floor. I knew. I listen. I wrote a couple of articles about trading Anderson and stuff like this because I thought. Not because I want Anderson to go, but because I looked at what you could get in return. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Hughes wanted a first-round pick. He wanted a top prospect, and he wanted a almost NHL-ready goaltender. Right. This was his. That, that's his wish list for this year. Right. Anderson could have got all three in a trade. You trade him to Calgary, you can get a first-round pick and Dustin Wolf easily for Anderson. Right. Maybe now Calgary fans will lose their mind and think I'm a complete idiot. I know this because I wrote an article, put it out, and that's what they said in the comments. Um, but Dustin Wolf's <laughs> a small goaltender. He's only he's only like five eleven, six feet tall. Nobody wants a six foot tall goaltender anymore. This is why he's right. not in Calgary. This is why he's still in, uh, I guess Calgary because that's where they get their farm yeah. team now. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? Like, he's with the Wranglers and not the uh, not not the Flames. So, if he went to Montreal, he's ready for the NHL. He can go jump into the NHL anytime now. He's dominating the NHL. You have that young NHL ready. Because I don't think Primo's in the picture anymore. I don't think Primo's part of the future. Um, I don't think Montembeau's part of the future either. Although, I know you said earlier you'd like to see him take the reins. I, I would like to see him. I have like I a specific opinion on 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 Montabo, man. What's that? I have a very specific opinion on Montabo because it's not just about Montabo. I don't think Kent Hughes wants to build a team that relies on having a one of the top five goalies in the league. So if you're building around average goaltending, I think Montabo's fine. I think you keep him, man. You don't want to be relying well, on a goalie stealing games, right? Here's my thing on Montabo. Last year, I couldn't stand Montembeau. I thought he was the worst goalie in the NHL. Oh, man, right? He hasn't hit the ceiling, man. And then this year, completely changed my mind. However, I still see remnants of last year's Montembeau, if that makes any sense. It yep. does? So, he has one more year of a million dollars next year. If he can improve on this year, then yes, Pat, I think you're correct. Deal. Sign him, deal. Sign him to an <laughs> extend him to a longer deal, give him a little bit more money, and you know what? You run with Montembeau until you find a goalie that can be better than him, right? Or you can find the Nick Jake Allen and Wait, run on a one I don't, a, a, one B. I don't think that I don't think they should have extended Jake Allen to be honest. No, 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 not uh, Jake Allen himself, but find a younger one. What I mean, like a one A one B fucking no, thing no. going on. I know, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying. Okay, cool. I don't. I don't think they should have extended Jake Allen for another two years, personally. I personally, think they right. should have, but they should have traded him right away on that sweet contract the same summer. Like, bam, bam. He was, a, he was, he was a UFA. They could have traded him at the deadline and got something really good for yeah. him as a UFA, as a yeah. rental. And, and then Pittsburgh the was looking for goaltending. Year, right? yeah. Well, Pittsburgh was looking for a goalie, but no one really had a goalie to give away or that they wanted to give away, right? And Pittsburgh's not going to trade for uh, Allen with two more years. You and know, no, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm not sure yeah. where I read today that uh, what's his face in Philadelphia, um, Fletcher. 
No, the goalie, uh, the the the. the Carter guys. Hart might be available. Yeah, Carl, thanks. Carter. Thanks. Sorry, man. I don't. Yeah, I just yeah. spaced out. Carter Hart is going to be hitting uh, his his fucking ceiling soon, and the Flyers are looking to rebuild right now. Like total shit. Is he, does and he want to waste his prime? There's another goal at Arison yeah. or something like that. That's yeah. Yeah. Carter <coughs> so, Hart's the most overrated goalie in the NHL. I, I don't so. like Carter Hart at all. I don't think he's that good of a goalie. At all. I agree. Is he better than Motabo? Who cares? If you're not building your team around a goaltender, then no, that I get it, but, it but but is he? <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, right now, right now, I would say I would say yes. Right now, <coughs> however, I think I think just again, because he can play sixty games, I, I, I don't think it's because Montembeau only has two years in the NHL, whereas Carter Hart is on his what fourth year now, fifth year. Yeah, yeah. maybe so give Montembeau another year. Let him if he like I said if he improves on this year. Then I think you have something there, and then you go. All right, you proved you belonged here. Here's your three, four year contract at three and a half million, or whatever the hell you want to give him. And I mean, to be honest, when you're if you need to upgrade your goaltending, whenever you're going to start taking swings at the fences, it should be the last thing thing you're doing. Yeah, I agree. The last thing you do. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And for the past fifteen years, they built around Carey Price. Yeah. Rightfully so, but Carey Price was a well, historically, dude. We've always built built around around in, goalies we, in Montreal. We did. We did. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and we've been all and we've been spoiled as a fan base because of it. What? Now we have you gotta, like you know what I mean. Like you like you see yeah. a goalie steal a game, and it's like they're not supposed to be doing that. Like they're not supposed yeah, they to be doing yeah. the Carey yeah, Price yeah, thing. Yeah, they <laughs> are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> if if you look at Montreal's history, you go all the way back. You had you can go all the way back to Jacques Plante. Yeah, Ken Dryden. Then you had Gump Worsley. Then you got Ken Dryden in the 70s. Then you had a couple years where you're busting with, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember these guys' names, Doug Sotart, Denny Heron, and, and Michelle LaRock. You're messing with those guys, and then all of a sudden Steve Penny's there. Then all of a sudden Patrick Waugh comes into the picture. So every and then decade. Then the great Jose Theodore, right? Yep. And it was then gonna... it was Theodore. <laughs> and then, but even after, before Theodore, you had to mess around with the Jablonskis and the Tebos and the, you know, guys like that. Ron Tugnut. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I love Ron Tugnut. <laughs> anyway. And <laughs> Stepan Fisset for uh, two games. Um, and then you come into Theodore, and Theodore was hit or miss. Good season, bad season. Good season. Hanging out with the uh, Montreal mob one season. Cleaned it all up for the next season. <laughs> Vice versa. Nice. And then uh, Who's the after French him, guy? you went. Who's the what? The French guy we that 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 gold for us uh, for a few years. I forgot his name. Theodore. No, no, it's from France. Huey. Yeah, Christobal yeah, 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 that, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You said it. Yeah, yeah. that was after That's him. So then he had the Cristobal Hueys and the and the David Abishak. Hey, I'm going to defend Rassico here. Yeah. <laughs> Rassico was seventeen five and three in 1993 as a backup goalie. With a three thirty-eight goals against average and an eight ninety-two save percentage, my eight eighty-nine. Patrick Waugh that year had a three thirty-seven goals and average goals against average and eight ninety-two save percentage. So the same thing. Same thing. Wow. Do you know why he's called Red Light? Because in his first game played, he let three goals in on six shots. And when they interviewed him, he said, yeah, I think I sunburnt my back of my neck. I remember that. Red light. <laughs> and that's why that. his nickname, and that's why his nickname became Red Light Rassico. 
So I will defend up. Andre. I'll defend <laughs> him. He is not the worst Montreal goaltender by far. Right. Um, by okay. far. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, however, he only lasted like a year and 10 games or something. Like right. one season in like 10 games. But Anyway, if we go on, we're going to have periods where we're going to have this great goalie for a long period of time. Then we're going to go through a little period of shitty goalies or okay goalies. And then we'll we'll get that great goalie again because you, you're right. We're spoiled. We'll find that. Yeah. Okay, we'll so let's say the rough Canadian goaltender yeah. lead us to the promised land. Okay, on in recent history, let's say no more than like uh, twelve years back. Who's the goalie you were wrong about that you were convinced was going to be this shit? Did we have one? Halak, I guess. Demko. Oh, with us for us? Y- yeah, with us. I thought Halak, he was what he was. He, I think he was at his peak when he was in Montreal and he took him yeah, to that. Yeah, so he sure was, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I, I didn't mind them getting rid of him and staying with Price because I knew he wasn't going to get any better. It would have um, been nice to like, get a bit better of a return, honestly. Like, the, well, the, it, was yeah. the, it was the buzz. Like, the fucking buzz, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, like it was a buzz that summer. Who's he going to get? Because we had these two goalies that are just going to be fucking the top of their, their game, right? They didn't really get much for him. Lars Eller. Lars Eller. Well, hey, Lars Eller was a... I liked Lars Eller. There was nothing wrong with Lars Eller. <laughs> I, like I know a guy who, too, but I I know don't a guy who named his kid after Lars Eller. Who named what? his kid after that's Lars crazy. Eller? That's yeah, crazy. That's crazy as yeah. fuck, man. <laughs> Oh, nice. It's, I only named it's. I named the girl Eller because he was the prettiest guy on the team. That's why we <laughs> came close to being called Sheldon. Here, let me see. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I thought Mike Condon was going to be a better goalie than what he was. There you go. That's a I great answer, man. I have Lingren. I, I had. To I, thought, I had to kind of look up some goalies uh, from the past, but I, had I thought Mike Condon would. Uh... I thought Lingren. Ooh, Charlie was... Lingren. Yeah, I Charlie thought he was, Lingren was terrible. Yeah, I thought he was coming up, man. You know, like for a few years in a row, and yeah, it didn't happen. And to go even more recently, I would say Caden Primo. I had high hopes for Caden. I thought yeah, Caden Primo would be the no, the one uh, to take over. It, it doesn't look like he, he's going no. to. Do you think it would have been smart we, to hang on to Dubnik back in the I day think, to back up Price? Ooh, we traded him. Dude, that's a strong fucking point, dude. Yeah. But no one knew. It was, what like that. it was a revolving door of what's that? No one knew what Dubnik was back then. Like, no, he was a late bloomer. and we didn't have him for long. I think we had him for like a week and a half or something like that. Something like that, and he never played yeah. a game in Montreal. No, he played I think it was summer. I think yeah. Hamilton or summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we know we don't talk about that fucking trade. But we, but we didn't. <laughs> but we didn't get anything. That was future consideration. <laughs> Wow, we don't yeah. talk about that enough. Devin Dubnik came fucking yeah, he had a pretty good career, right? He came into his own in Minnesota. <laughs> he was Minnesota. He won a Minnesota. He was he did well all right in Edmonton. Yeah, and he really went. I, I think he did. He win the Vesna in Minnesota. Or he was runner up or something like that for the Vesna. Oh, he was runner up. He had a couple uh, good seasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't. Uh, I mean, I'm just looking over old goalies here, and he get, there's really no Duskin Tokarski. There's not a lot to choose from. I I still think I still think to this day that Bergevin's worst trade was uh, trading Cassian for Scrivens, and now 
Hockey royalty. <laughs> listen, hockey royalty goes down. The carry price goes down. And you spend a non-roster player on the fucking best loser in the entire league. That's what he did. That's what he did to replace Carey Price. And then everything after that. Had we kept Cassian, we wouldn't have had to trade for Shaw. Right? Just snowball effects, right? I'm sorry, but that meme, that meme of Steve Ott, Going fucking faces at the Zacation at the other bench is worth uh, not yeah. cashing in the end because then <laughs> there we you go that fucking gif and that's criminal. Can't lose that that gif, man. And then uh, Jack I kicks the shit out of Cassian and Eric. Yeah, so, it's poetic. Know, it yeah, there is, full there is that. Yeah. It's a full circle. All comes full circle, right? I mean, this goes goes. goes <laughs> I mean, you could say you could say a lot of things. Like if you don't trade Sergachev for Druin. Right, then I don't know. I, I really don't. I lost my train of thought on that one. But there, there is a trade. <laughs> Welcome to Abs and Dabs. <laughs> Welcome to Abs and Dabs. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm high. I got to get more to drink. But uh, go ahead, dude. Go right ahead. If you want to keep on the going, up to you. If you want to cut it soon, uh, man. I, I don't. I don't mind talking hockey. But uh, you want to go? Go get a drink, then. Don't yeah, dry up, dude. Drink, I'll, For I'll sure, dude. I'll be, I'll be back. For but sure. There, there is a trade there where I say, if you don't trade this guy, then you don't get this guy, then you don't have to get that guy. And Anyway, I don't know if it has to do with Subban or... And I do Great. wear pants, by the way, even though... Oh, shit. <laughs> but Blaine told me that already. It's not even a scoop. I had that info already. <laughs> yeah, he said uh, the quality of the show really increased uh, since you started wearing pants, actually. Oh, I remember that. That was hilarious. Hilarious. Uh... That was that was a long <laughs> show. That draft deadline show. Holy, heard the trade deadline oh, it's show. Fun. We we had the chance to talk fun. with people, man. Yeah, do it again. Yeah. Love trying to get people from other shows. Uh, yeah. What are you smoking, dude? What's that? Get diamonds. Ooh, what is it? What's like the terps? It's... No, it's uh, it's actually everything but the terps. Oh, it's, it's pure. Oh, so nice. Pure, yeah, pure THC, basically. Basically, a little cloud of water that you blow out. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Welcome back, Treg. Blaine's just listen. Blaine says a lot of shit because <laughs> between, <laughs> the only reason our show even has people watching is because Matt and I. So yeah, I, I gotta I gotta show it right here, man. I have fucking dude. Look at this shit. What's he doing? I won that, that my, from Matt. Uh, Funko? Matt, yeah, the Enric Lundqvist one I won from. Yeah, yeah, from from you guys, from Matt. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, raffle, random yeah. raffle on Twitter back then. Uh, yeah, man, if, we're, if we're doing do the same. One. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got, the, I got, I still I got one of those mystery my... bags at Christmas time, and they have a uh, retro jersey in there, no name or nothing Shoot. on it. So I think I might. Uh, I'm thinking about auctioning it off on the on the uh, that's you know, awesome, one of those man. follow one of those follow things to get a couple more followers or whatever. Yeah, that's all these have been slacking oh. on that on that follow thing, right? Like if you you hit like a a spot where you're like, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> I don't need to promote for that anymore. Right? I'm at whatever I'm at. I don't even know what I'm at anymore, and I don't care. I don't. Yeah. I used to look all the time. I used to be like, oh, oh I need two hundred more to get this and. I you your yours must be crunching now, now my I don't numbers care. for sure. I, I was the same way. I think I don't have a lot. Like, yeah. 
2500 there. I was like, that's Trig has to be crunching my. Oh, no, not even, dude. That's a fucking surprising. Dude. Follow Trey Wilson. They're the six people I, that are watching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We get I don't know what do I get? 2,500? 2,800. I get 2,800. That is fucking impressive. It is. Matt got like 13,000. I remember when Matt... I remember when Matt had... Oh, Matt, yeah. 1,500, 2,000. And it was like... You know, it's just the content he puts out. You know what I mean? It's like nice, easy, like, content to read. It's like updates. It's news. It's... He grew his account the way... To grow an account, like it was smart. I remember but, uh, back in the day. He... Oh yeah, he was an OG for when when I stepped in hockey Twitter. He was he was in the oldies already, rocking it way before me, I believe. I did have my, my account inactive for for a super long time, where it was just sleeping every deadline, every first of July. I would log on and follow Pierre Lebrun. <laughs> that was pretty much what Twitter was for back then. And then I started being a stupid troll, I guess. <laughs> Do you guys remember him? Who? Who? No fooling, Fred Poolin. No. No fooling, Fred Poolin. No. No. He was like, he was like the like the original Habs. I think he had fifteen thousand followers whenever I was like, and I would I was like I would have a hundred followers, and I was just honored that he would even talk back to me. It was hilarious. <laughs> that that's you and John for me, man. <laughs> but hang on, you just reminded me something I wanted to ask Trey earlier. Uh, about evil Bergy. I'm not asking you any scoops. I know you're you have some <laughs> privilege. No, no, hang on, hang on. We went over that one too fast. I'm not asking any privileged information here. I just just this one question. You can answer by yes or no. You don't have to, of course. Is it someone we know the name and face of on Twitter? Like the real person? Does he have an account that we all know in the Twit fam that I could identify and be oh fuck it's that guy? Like would I know? Would Brian know? Would would the Twit uh, fam know? Good question. I'm not asking who it is. <laughs> just want to make it clear. Evil Bergy is a person that we all know. You would, you would all know. Yeah. Would a real name and face or not? Yes. Like it's not Joel. Oh. Like who? <laughs> Joel. Joel Laplante. Like a real name and face. Potentially. Potentially. It's a real, it's a real name and Christo. face on, on oh, Tab's shit. Twitter. Shit. Whether huh. people like that's this awesome. person or not. Oh, that's story, another big hint. But, but it's a, it's a, it's a. You know who everybody thought it was? Do you remember Nick in the Park? Yes. Everybody thought it was Nick in the Park it, it's because he dis he disappeared around the same time. Oh my God! As yeah. Evil Bergy, but yeah. No, it's I'm not, just, you just, you just, you just comfort it's not him. So if we ask like a thousand times, we can really figure out who it is, dude. Think about <laughs> it. You just gotta, you just say, no, it's not. That's, that's, I see an opening there, man. Keep asking. I'll, I'll, Keep... I'll tell you too. It's not anybody on this show. <laughs> oh. So, so it still could be Krista. It is Krista. It's not anyone on this it's show. Krista. Nothing indicates that it is not Krista. No fucking evidence. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say if Evil Burry has tits or not. Oh! Oh, no. Oh, oh shit. Right. It's I'm Aaron sorry. Manning. Oh, shit. Wait. What kind of tits? What? <laughs> I did not say. I did not say. I did not say if they were female tits or man titties. So... Oh, that's a shame on you for even <laughs> suggesting there's a difference. There's no difference between titties. 
Well, <laughs> men can I, have I, babies. I, so that's, that's what I've been Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> we can menstruate so, if you um, want. Aaron Manning. Well, there's a... I didn't even oh. think you heard it. I thought, I thought that slipped through. There is a uh, dedicated woman. That's what I'll say. Dedicated. Dude, well said. Dedicated well said. woman. I it's, um, it's had a few you. discussions, we'll call them, with Miss Manning. Um, she, I'll tell you, she doesn't resort to anything bad, really, when she discusses. Right. However... Kotniemi is the greatest hockey player that ever lived and ever will live. Let me put it this way. I have never been more mansplained <laughs> than I've been mansplained by fucking Aaron Manning. Have you noticed Aaron Manning's not always right when she mansplains? <laughs> and heaven forbid, forbid if you correct her. Do you remind her, her, her right, how she came alive on Twitter? Like her rising when it was like... She was, she literally she was, was just, tweeting, she was tweeting shit like, oh, admittedly, I just started watching hockey and I humbly, I don't know much about it. And the next week, she fucking knew it all, yeah. man. Like it was I hilarious. And that, that really pissed my life. You know, I, I wanted to bring up friends, another account. I, I won't say the, the, the handle, but there's a girl on Twitter in the Twit fam. She's, we know her as Jess. I don't know if you guys know who it is. She loves Scott Kanyemi. She draws hard. She's she's amazing. She you're allowed to like the f you're not you're allowed to love the player you love. You don't have to try to justify it as a fucking fact. Like Aaron yes. Manning wants yes. to prove you that fucking yes. Kakanyemi is the best guy there's ever been. Like yeah, that's a good it, point. You are allowed to yeah. like yeah. like yeah. A hundred. I like Drew. Like I said, <laughs> <laughs> nice game. No, but I mean like it's true though because like you yeah, can be like. You, Craig, you could cherry pick stats, or I could cherry pick stats, and we could butt each other's fucking heads this entire time as to who is Drew and good, is he not good? That's the difference. Like you're allowed to like who you like. You don't have to fucking make me see your point. You know what I mean? However, like, you know, I like Drewin, but I also know Drewin's not the player we all thought we were going to get. And sure. that's why you like him. And that's I think that's why I like him. You know, and. and You know, I can say, yeah, he, he didn't work out in Montreal. But did he not work out? Then my argument is, but did he not work out because he gave up and just wasn't good enough and didn't try? Or did he not work out because we put his expectations way the fuck up here when really he was only this here, this type of player? A bit so of this. A bit of it, of this and a bit of that, right? Like, yeah. it's not one thing. Yeah. It's not that Colin one a, thing. Column B. Yeah. You, will, you exactly. look back, too, and, like, we had a false flag of what our team was at that point too. Mm -hmm. So we had this idea that we should be competing and then we're adding Jonathan Drouet and that's going to be the, 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 like the thing that puts us over the top and kind of thing. But the, to be honest, our team should have been rebuilt into 2013. And again, it should have been. It should have been. been. When Bergy got here, he should have blew, blown it up. He should have. Because he had, a, he had a fucking young core that was about to become his core that he never invested on right yeah should have blown it up and if you ask me uh i think he wanted to and i don't think again i think the 100th anniversary and all this other bullshit that was going on with montreal rick, rick dudley no, dude we, rick rick dudley no. dude 
Remember when he left? Yeah. That's when the new Bergevin just fucking came out, man. Yeah. When Rick Dudley yeah. left for the Carolina Hurricanes, then suddenly Bergevin had asked Dudley to come coach him. You're not going to keep overstepping the coach you asked to come, right? So he was taking yeah. Dudley's fucking influence all the way for sure, right? Yeah. I see that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Bergevin needed a Jeff Gordon. Yeah. No, big time. Wait, wait, wait. Gordon hang on. But, big time. but it wouldn't work. He's a control freak. He can't have that. It wouldn't have worked. He can't. He, he wouldn't. If he had he's it working under somebody right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, he's not a G. Under. He's not. He's not taking that kind of decision for. Like, he was the GM. It was his fucking club. Nobody was going to come. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're but saying. I, I see you're, what you're, you're saying. Probably right. But I think there had to be a buffer between him and uh, and Molson. I think there had, there should have been a buffer. And if he would have had that from the start, it would have been a different story. I mean, and at the same time, the Molson might need to own some of that too. Then. You know what I mean? Yeah, if he yeah, comes in, you give me the job, the general manager job, yes. and then I tell you that this is what needs to happen with your team as the man you hired, and you say no, that's sour me too. Realistically, yeah. guys, how many contracts do you think were overstepped by Molson? I think at least three. Contracts? Subban, Price, Gallagher. Molson stepping down saying, I love this guy, give him money. I'm, I'm almost convinced. I think, I think, you think Molson paid no. Gallagher? I think Gallagher Possibly. was all Bergevin. I think it was all Bergevin. I think Price, some Price for sure. Subban, 100%. Percent, yeah. I think. Okay, two, out, two out of three. I'm happy, guys. You know what? Fuck it. I won. <laughs> that is good. That is pretty good. I'm happy with that. Price got his contract, though. If you didn't give him his $10 million, he's going somewhere else. Oh, tw he's getting 12. He's getting 12, 12.5 somewhere else, dude. Think someone Here's doesn't lay I... out twelve point five for Carey Price on the free agency market is fucking dude. He gets what he wants, man. What he wants. Here's what I said: two moves that he had to make. He had to make them, but it ended up being his downfall with signing Price to a ten point five million dollar contract and firing Tarion to hire the exact same coach in Julian. Oh those yeah, are two moves yeah. that he had, but he had to make them. He had to make those two moves, but they fucking they were they ended up being big parts of his downfall. Well, my biggest issue with Bergevin was the old boys club with hiring of the coaches. I yeah. think right from the start, he should have brought a new coach in. Like, not this rehash old coaches. Because Terry's yep. a good coach, but a terrible player. You, he doesn't. He's no good to players, especially 100%. rookies. I love you know, Terry as a coach, but you have to like realize he has a shelf life. That's all there is to it. He's I got a five-year window where he can do oh, something man. with a young think, squad, and then you've got to get rid of him. I think you you can have him behind the bench for as long as you want, but you do not go near the fucking room. Just feel the bench, man. Write the plays yeah. you want to play and Tarion, play the yeah, fucking that's bench. Part of, that's part of Tarion's ego too. Tarion needed that fucking that control in the room and stuff like that. Yeah. He's he's Maybe. an ego freak too. You Nobody. To I'm 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 comfortable same, saying. Listen, that's the same thing as you t saying that Molson shouldn't tell fucking Bergman to not rebuild. You can't hire a guy to stand on your fucking bench and then All say, I'm but saying, don't go Brian in the room. Is, I feel like Michel Therrien is honestly the best bench coach in the league. That's why I'm trying to feel the guy's I, hot. I, let's shove him there, shove I, him there. Bam, bam. The fuck, we stole fucking games. We won all the fucking overtimes because he could feel the bench. Who's ready to go right now? You? Okay, you go. Bam, bam. Switch lines. Send Terry, this guy. Terry, was the, the master always Dale Weiss, it's hard to be wrong, man. It was more than that, hey, dude. Pat has a good yeah. point. Terry, yes, even when is. Terry was in Pittsburgh, they were a winning team. And mm -hmm. the only reason they fired him was because he could not get over that hump and win in the playoffs. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with Terry, and though, and we interviewed Terry Ryan uh, on our show there a few, and he said Terry is terrible, terrible to the players. Like it's Terry, and everyone else is just a slave to what I want you to do. He hates rookies, right? If you're not, if you don't earn your spot right off the bat, you're never going to get it, right? That's just the way he operated. He was old school, old school coach. However, the issue, you're absolutely right. When they they hired Julian, fired Terry to hire Julian, it was like, why bother? Why did you bother firing Terry? And it was basically because of the fucking fight in the dressing room, remember? Fucking Price and had his fucking fight, and that's what it ended up being. Well, what I think happened is Price basically said, I'm gone, or he's he did the he did the Patrick Law. It's either me or him. Could have been right. Who? Yeah, We're I remember. About, I think he or who? I remember I there was I, a, there was a big thing because like uh, he stood up for fucking Shaw or something like that. He was chirping at Shaw, and Price said something, and it was like fucking. Why don't you just concentrate on stopping pucks? Like fucking yeah. shut your mouth, right? And I remember that clear as day that 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 was right yeah. before he got let go. And I think Price was basically like, yeah. I'll fucking show you. And I yep. think he went up and said, you either have me or him. It's Boston. Bergevin, and Bergevin, and, and then all of a sudden Julian became available because Boston fired him. And as soon as Julian became available, but, I mean, Bergevin could have fired Terry and used a bench coach till the end of the season. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, right. right. And then my biggest thing was I thought Dom Ducharme was going to be a totally different coach. So did I. Because, because when he was in Halifax – he was uh, he was like Martin St. Louis. The players went out and did their thing. They went out and they, you know, he, I mean, mind you, he had a lot of talent in Halifax, too. So, you know, yeah. that might have rose-colored glassed my uh, vision on the on the whole thing. But And then he was the exact same coach as Julian. The exact yeah. same he coach. St- but he stepped, in, he stepped in Julian's system. Like, how, how are you going to be someone else? Completely, like, I wonder if it, it was in, just, day, yeah. day one, day one, you tell fucking Dominic Duchamp, there you go. It's your fucking bench. Build your team, right? Bring in your own assistants. Coach the way you want it. We're, we're following your, your method now. I think that would have been completely different. But we didn't. We brought him in. We told him, look what Claude Julien is doing. Do the exact same shit. That's NHL coaching for you. I think it's hard to find a better pedigree than Dominique Duchamp mm-hmm. as, a, as a path to the fucking NHL, right? It was perfect. A-plus is everywhere, man. He won everything. Mm-hmm. He was on the perfect yeah. path. To, it's so fucking disappointing to me that this one experience has seemingly burned his fucking name off the map because he was, I, he was deserving think, of it. Personally, I, I, think Joel, I think Joel Bouchard would have been a better pick for coach. I, but I agree. Personally, that's what I personally think. Do you think it was a clash um, of fucking uh, Cox with uh, Bergevin going uh, fucking Sparks not working? What, him and Bouchard or him and Ducharme? Bouchard. I don't know what it was. I think Bouchard had aspirations of becoming a GM, to be honest with you. So it would make sense that I the think, fucking characters would clash yeah. then, right? So, I, and I think uh, uh, Bergevin was, I think they both are kind of independent. And I think Bergevin was trying to control what Laval was doing too much. And Bouchard was kind of like, no, this is, no, I'm the head coach here. I'm going to do what I want to do. Because Bergevin was GM and both. Although Lapointe is with Lapointe, Lapointe or Laperriere, one of them was kind of interim, the assistant general manager. Um, I don't remember which, but you're right. Uh, it lost something. Anyway, Laperriere. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, some no, French name. Uh, yeah. uh, 
anyway, he was kind of the GM, but I think Bergevin was really doing everything, and I think Bouchard was just like, fuck you, I don't want to be here no more. And now he's on yeah, the yeah, spot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, weirdly, people were, were debating on Twitter, uh, Duchamp, fucking Bouchard, Bouchard, Duchamp, arguing, who would you prefer? People were saying even out of the own ballpark here in Montreal with people like Bob Hartley and... Uh, uh, what's his mm -hmm. face uh, mm -hmm. from Tampa with the scar in the face? Uh, that I, he's, he's fuck. I love him, dude. Uh, what's his name, man? I'm oh, Boucher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boucher. Thank you. Yeah, Boucher. Yep. Which I fucking I would give that a shot, man. Boucher got a shelf life. There's the problem with Boucher. He's never been with a team more than three years. Yeah, but you you learn, yeah. man. You, you first learn year, first year. That's it's forgivable, man. Let's try him again. First, yeah, but listen, it's a trend. Every team he's been with, the first year is excellent. One of the top teams in the league. Next year, not as good. Third year, they don't make the playoffs. Now, why is that? Both teams he coached, it, yeah. the exact same thing happened. A, a strong, immediate message in the room where it sparks the fucking motivation for a year, and then you can sustain it. It's the, uh, the Max Domi effect, they call it. I, uh, I like Martin St. Louis. I think he's going to be a successful coach. I think he's going to help. Although, I'll be, I'll, I'm going to wonder if he's going to be the coach that's going to be here when they're contending. I agree. That's my uh, that's my what I want. <clears throat> it makes sense. Is man. he going to be the is he going to be the guy that gets them there, and then you bring another guy in to win it, or are you going to stick with them for the three to five years it takes you to become a contender? Do you think we could have stability in Montreal the way, let's say, I don't know, uh, markets like isn't the Preds that keep their coach for a long times usually that people sit in place? The, Pre well, the Preds had their GM forever. Yeah, David um, Poy, right? Yeah. Anyway, I, I, do, do, do you think Very we could sit on Martin? Do you think we could sit on fuck? Yeah, but it, it's been a while, right? It, it was there forever. Do you think we could sit on uh, Martin Saint Louis for like let's say seven to ten years? Is that too if long? If you start winning, as long as the trend keeps going up, like yep. it's okay to keep them here. It's okay to keep them now when they're losing because we know we're supposed to lose. We're okay with that. We're well. I'm actually quite surprised with how okay Montreal fans have been with this, or the majority of them. It makes me sad, um, dude. It it's, sad. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a process, too. I don't think it was, like, it, was, it, it wasn't immediate. It wasn't immediate for me. It's I was still, still I mean, tower. it still it doesn't feel through, right, I, man. I just stopped like, halfway through the year last year. Like, I had to. Well, it was I, my night. I, listen, I was calling for a rebuild for years. I said, listen, this team's going to have to suck for three to five years. People are going to have to get used to it. Because uh, if we don't, we're going to be mediocre forever. I and, think and the problem was the fact that we were all geared up and ready to do mm -hmm. it. And then we fucking made the playoffs. And now we've just prolonged it a little bit. I think <laughs> that's a big, I think that's a big deal. The Stanley Cup final ruined it for everyone because the very next year, everyone thought we could get back to the same spot. Right and 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 the bubble ruined it too. Like we shouldn't have yeah. made that. We shouldn't have made that. No. Like I think we got Gooley that year, and our like I think that was their target yeah. lower in the draft. So I don't really think it matters. But again, it masked what we should have been doing that summer. We should have been doing things. Whether I I like I get trying to go for it with the realignment because a Canadian team is going to the third round no matter what. Right? I get right. it. But I think we were all geared up, ready because. 2017 sucked ass. 2018 was a little better, but still wasn't good. And then we had these couple of years of fucking going to cut. They were fun. They were wonderful. But I think it prolonged the, the end goal. I think 
I think it's going to make our rebuild a little bit longer than we wanted it to. And it gave fans a false sense of, uh, yeah, this team. This team is not as bad as what it really is. Yeah, but it is. It is a retool on the fly might work. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, no. And, and, then, and especially since we got, we had no one to trade at the time too. Like there was no one. And then price goes down, Weber goes down, and then the whole team mm. just goes to shit. And uh, I mean, Don Duchar made a couple good points in his interview where he said, "I wish I would have known." that we weren't trying to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one told yeah. me we weren't trying to win. Like, I was trying to win every game. I was trying to, not tank, but he said, like, I, I was, you know, I'm looking at the playoffs. And I'm trying to build this, make this team make the playoffs, and it, nothing was working. But management could have came to me and said, hey, you know. Play the kids, done. man. Play the kids, yeah, and he said I would have played the kids. I didn't, you know, I didn't know the direction we were going. Now, did he or didn't he? I don't know. I don't see any reason why he needs to lie about it, right? Um, I was gonna say he seems like a pretty honest person to me. So that's, that's yeah. what I mean. I don't see yeah, any reason absolutely. why. Like I don't, I don't think he knew the direction the team was going in, and he was playing his best players in the best yeah. spots that he thought would work, and. Uh, I think he lost the room at some point. Um, I guarantee he lost that I room. Wanna, I want to. They so, came out and publicly said that they weren't going to fire him, and then it was after the All Star break. Do you remember? It but was you never just, say that. You no, never commit to not firing someone. That's the stupidest thing I know. But, but it's, said, you should never. So that's why the timing is so fishy, though. Like, like the, the 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 week that you have a chance to talk to all your players, and then fucking as soon as that's over, well, he was like, "Oh." It was fishy. Hughes, Hughes did say when they came in, well, after Gordon got hired and then Hughes got hired, he said, I'm not firing my coach. Well, he said, I'm not firing him. He said he was right going to wait till the end of the season. Wait till the end of the season. At the end of the season. And then all of a sudden they had that week off. They went into the All-Star game. They had that week off. And then they came out and said, okay, we're, we're firing him and hiring Martin St. Louis. So either... Either St. Louis became available and they were going to do it anyway... Or or, the, or the team said, get it done. Yeah, listen, we got it. Like, because there was no captain then, so it would have been had to been like Gallagher or someone like that would have had to go in and say, hey, the Sherm's off the room. Yeah, pull, pull the, the plug. plug. Yeah, yeah. That's all speculation on our part, was, of course. And here's I, the thing: I, I, honestly, I believe, truly believe it, though. I I went on record on no reclamé au, au balotage uh, back then, saying personally, I think the room was lacking leadership too. I think Petrie doesn't act like a fucking baby like, on the bench if there's Shea Weber besides him, but yeah. he's not there anymore. I think the, Shea he, Weber was a big loss. Yeah, to their, to their I don't think Petrie. You, you remember so the fucking. Reasons. The fucking stares that Petrie gave to Jushalm on the bench live on fucking TV, dude. I, I don't think he does that with Shea Weber besides him. That's very un-Shea yeah. Weber-like to do. Like, you yeah. don't and, you don't challenge your, your coach publicly like that. So I felt Drew like had a lot of issues with Ducharme, too, uh, on Durham practice. Which, which is weird. Which is weird because Ducharme and Druin worked together in Halifax, and they worked yep. really well together. They won and, together, and it right? If you watch the replays of some of them, it wasn't that Druin was arguing with him. I think Druin was like, I don't understand what you want me to do here. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was more of a, what, what are you getting me to do here? I don't get this yeah. at all. Right? And right. then it was kind of a back and forth. But, of course, they made it look like Druin was telling me he was a piece of shit or something. But um, I like the second I, version that, more, personally. I just, I'm going all the record <laughs> saying it. I like the drama, man. 
<laughs> but, I mean, I think I think Ducharme was trying to come up with ways to spark this team, and it just wasn't working. They just weren't clicking. Yeah. And and the players were like the young guys were like, "Hey, I'm just a young guy. I'm just gonna sit here and do what you tell well, me." Well, the young to. guys the, kind of had their young guy attitudes too, right? They had yeah. their little young guy click. That like the four with the when, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the when Kokaniemi flashed that in the playoffs, mm-hmm. they had they had their little thing, and like. If you ask anyone, if there isn't like if if all the the legs and the cogs of the wheel aren't going in the right same direction, you're not going to win anything anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even having clicks in your dressing room, that's no good. But I, I think the veterans, I think the veterans were like, like what are you doing, man? Like Shea Weber yeah. and Carey Price like, staring at you does something for sure, right? You do something stupid and you got Shea Weber and fucking Carey Price staring. I'll at never you like, forget. I'll never that, forget must that hurt, time man. Carey Price got scored on and he stared down the bench. Remember remember that time? Oh, yeah. Game it was. Yeah, I remember was skating, that. It went to the end of the period. And he was skating. He was just staring down the bench like, what are you fucking guys doing out here? Like, <laughs> And then yeah. the third period was a whole different period. And I do, I do believe that stare that Carey Price has also helped him be one of the best goalies in his generation because shooters would have the same fucking stare at them coming for a shoot. Breakaway or two on one, Carey Price is getting in your head. That's the best goalie in the yeah. fucking world in front of you. You're shaking, man. You, You're not taking the the, the same you, shot you take on anyone else, man. You want an example of a fucking goalie in in play uh, in uh, opposing heads? I don't even remember who it was. I think it was Sutter. They were there was two teams playing, and one of them was not even the Montreal Canadiens. Wasn't even playing the Habs. And he's like, are you going to like change anything because so-and-so is goalie? He's like, the only person we change our game plan for is Carey fucking Price. And like, <laughs> he wouldn't even play it. It's like, man, yeah. that's how you know, yeah. rent-free. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about Price. Uh, everyone, every player says he was the hardest goalie to play against. Every single I one remember of them. Crosby, every year. Crosby they did, seeing it. Yeah, they did yeah. the poll every year. Yeah. I'll never forget the save he made on Ovechkin. And Ovechkin yes. stared up at the sky and then came over and went like this. Like, yeah. man, you have the best goal scorer in the league. And I'm sorry, but this guy is 38 years old and scoring goals better than Austin Matthews. Sorry, Toronto fans, but... You're Ovechkin not sorry. Better... Nobody believes you, still a... Ovechkin's <laughs> still a better goal scorer than your boy Austin Matthews. Yeah. Um, that's that's a hot take, man. Math adds up. a hot take. Matthews it's had one good game. season. He had one good season where he's last mm. year where he scored a 60-some-odd goal. That it's is it. True, That's the man. first time okay. he hit 50 goals. Do, do you agree? the first time he hit 50 goals. Do you agree to and coming back on the point. show? Hang on, Brian. Do you agree to coming back on the show when we uh, with, with Fulton Reed from Twitter? Just for having you guys argue and fight about Montreal and Toronto. I'll, 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 I'll come Brian on. and I was I'll I'll just get along s- really good. sit back, get high, and, and have a fucking party. Fulton, I can... However... You can't deny, or or Fulton can't deny, how many 50-goal seasons <laughs> Austin Matthews had? I was going One. to see that right now. Well, two. No, he had two, because the year before last year, he had 50, I think. Yeah, but he got points as well, boys. It's like 50 goals and like 67 points. It's fucking, you know? Yeah, Let's yeah see I get here. it. It's for 60 once. And then 47, 41. That's... But it, but he's never had yeah. 50. He only scored over 50 once. Yeah, but it was 60, I mean, though. <laughs> just, just, but give it to, to him. To be fair, I think McDavid just scored 50 for the first time, didn't he? No. Yeah, but McDavid gets 100 and some odd points a season. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? In half a season. 
right? So Matthews last year had 60 goals and 106 points. And it's the only Ooh. time he had more than 50 goals, more than 47 goals and 80 points in a season. And this is his, and this is, here's his seventh season. And he's probably not going to hit 80 points this year. No, he's not going to hit 80 points. I don't he, hit, think. he got his, he got his 30th goal tonight. And what there's, there's, 16 10, games, 17? Yeah, 16, 17 games. 58 games, so I don't know. He he missed a couple, too, so I don't know. 15? Does that make, no, tw- that makes 25, doesn't it? Uh, well, how many Toronto, games did he play? He played 58, but he didn't play them all. So Toronto's played 65 games, so they got 17 games left. Right. So in order for him to hit 50, he needs to score 20 goals in 17 games. And he's, he's not scoring at that clip. He hasn't been doing it all year. I don't think he's going to hit 40, to be honest with you. Yeah. So. Yeah. But if anybody I mean, can go on a heater and fucking fill the net, it is Austin Matthews. I'm not taking anything away from Matthews. Great goal scorer. Good hockey player. Yeah. I still don't put him in my top five. I never have. Fair enough. I, I, think, still, I, still, I, think, I still have Ovechkin well, over him. 38 years old, and he has more goals than than uh, Austin Matthews does right now. And he's 38. Or I think Austin, or the Austin Matthews has a fucking nice chance of winning a Stanley Cup when he's playing with Voracek, Shea Weber, Andrew Ladd, and fucking Brian Little. That's all I'm saying. Pavel, Pavel Datsu yeah. should be on that list, too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can bring back Marianosa too. Think about it. Yeah, and, and to get uh, <laughs> Carey Price over there. Yeah, Isn't yeah, Di Pietro yeah. still getting paid? <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good backup. Might be. That was like sixteen years he had to sign or fifteen year contract. Man, those contracts <laughs> are crazy. Robert Ruero Longo, remember his contract? Yeah. Sydney became... Crosby. Sydney Crosby's contract was bananas. Twelve yeah, years. But Sidney Crosby. Took a discount. Yeah. Yeah. He's only getting paid eight point six million. Or eight point seven. Yeah, but that was yeah. Whatever his number is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Austin Matthews getting fucking wall. That was a long ass contract. That was right before the lockout when they when they eliminated those contracts. When he becomes a UFA, he's going to sign with his favorite team growing up, Montreal Canadiens. (laughs) Exactly like Nazem Kadri. I remember that one. I, I take Nazem Kadri. Oh. Come back home, baby. <laughs> you see the picture with him? Is it him and his dad with the Ab sweaters? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. a kid. Oh man, almost as good as PJs and bed sheets. Almost. Almost. All right, man. That was a long ass fucking pod, boys. Two hours and a half. Yeah, my my AirPods are uh, going dead. I saw my you guys switch. Had to yeah. switch yeah. <laughs> I saw. So yeah. We, we've pushed it, guys. That was fun. Yeah, Trey, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, no worries, man. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm, I, I felt bad for kind of ditching you there for the last time. And, Oops, uh, no worries. Going on you Tony's should. show there, but... Uh, Who's that guy? Fucking deal, Tony, man. man. I can, still can't believe yeah, who? it. Who? Who's that Is fucking guy, man? three fucking weed hags podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, so from now yeah, on, I'm just going to tell Tony, uh, has we the might dad funny story. We might exactly. even, dude, after this show, we might even be number two. <laughs> well, I can take Thanks my shirt coming. off and put you to number Do one. Do it, no, quick, quick. <laughs>
Sweet <laughs> Jesus. And it only took us two and a half hours to get there. Boom. <laughs> Shell voice.